0: Welcome, everyone, to Weekly Games Chat. For the last time, I'm your co-host, Chris. As always, until next time, joined by my co-host, Sean. Hey, what's going on, world? It's good to uh, to be in your eardrums right now. And fun fact, this is actually John's 100th episode of Weekly Games Chat. Congrats to you, John, friend of the show now. eventually, uh, I guess we'll promote you to, uh, to host of the show. There you go. We'll see. You did it. We'll see. I got. I, I got a say in that.
1: I,
2: I think. I. I think I know what you did there. Yeah, I see where you went with that. Uh huh. Um, but speaking of your last episode, what did I miss? Did I not get the memo? What's going on here?
0: And uh, let's go to emails.
1: Well, John is coming in hot, so maybe he missed sound check because he was drinking Sketch. I don't know. Yeah. Am
0: you have a problem? <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> Savory um, tongues. But-
2: the, the drunker I get, the louder I get. That's generally and how I it figured, works
0: for everyone. I figured in
2: honor in, in honor of Chris's last episode, I would have a drink on, on in his honor. Wow, appreciate I, it.
1: My, my plan was that as well. I had a uh, fat tire uh, ale that was left over from this weekend that I was going to pop open. But things happened, and now I'm on my stomach in yeah. a bedroom.
0: <laughs> yeah, we are starting a little bit late tonight. Uh, not by choice, anyone's yeah, this, choice. Yeah. So I I go pick up some stuff from Chris. Chris is waiting
1: for me adorably on his doorstep. You know <laughs> we got to do the social distancing thing. Uh, and the I got back and we were getting ready to start our normal recording time. And when I go home, my garage door doesn't open. And I thought, well, that's peculiar. <laughs> Riddle me so this. So then I go. So then I go, I better pull up my trusty ADT app and make sure I disarm the uh, alarm system before I go in because, you know, now I got to go in the door and it, it goes offline. And I go, huh. Long story short, no power at the new residence. We're, we're part of a cluster who decided that, hey, we don't need power on a Tuesday night, especially <laughs> on, on a the Tuesday, home, on a homie's last podcast as the. Weekly games chat host, you know, so why would you?
2: So yeah. Sean, you said you're laying on your stomach?
1: Yeah, I um so I loaded up all the gear and luckily for me, the previous residence still has power until like the first or something like that, right? And you said so, there was uh, you
2: said there was a sock on the floor. What's that for?
1: I don't see <laughs> I'm not gonna disclose anymore. This was not my room though. So that could make it either worse or better. I don't know how to say it. But, yeah, I, I get everything set up. It's a hot mess. And I uh, my back immediately starts hurting because I'm rocking uh, Indian style for a minute. You know, crisscross apples. Remember remember when you could
0: do that, like when you were six for hours? No problem.
1: Yes. And then now I'm already, I was like, the I had some Adidas slide sandals on because I hustled out the house. Uh, and they had to come right on off. And now I'm laying belly down, <laughs> leaning into a microphone.
0: And going, this is for the show. For the show. <laughs> for the show. <laughs> We're a little bit late, but this is the banner portion of the of the show. Uh, if you don't want to hear this, I don't care, because this is my last episode, and <laughs> uh, you know, that's just the way it is. Now
1: <laughs> he's got this feeling about him where you know it's the uh, it's the like last the day of work, right? Yeah, your last day of work you're like, what are you going to do? Fire me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> just put up the episode tonight and it's just it's nothing. You did last week, nothing. by the way. What?
1: Uh, late Tuesday, I guess you put it up possibly. Yeah. Yeah. And uh one of my real life my best friend he uh he goes, "What what's going on? Chris leaving?" And I was like, "Huh?" Cuz I'm like, this is breaking news. You're not supposed to know this yet. And he's like, I was like, how did you, what the, and he goes, it's out there. I downloaded it. Chris is leaving. <laughs> was who saying, was it? Uh, Adam. Okay.
0: Came. I mean, like yeah. it could have been a couple of people. Yeah. From, I mean, uh, who else is my friend though? Really? Uh, James. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to tell James that next time I see him. I'm like, did you
1: Hamis. I, I miss his face with the quarantine going on. We work together as well. And yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. Yeah, it was nice to see your face today, though. You
1: too, man, like legit real talk stuff. Like I said, Chris, uh,
0: mm -hmm. when when
2: I came to get the microphone, did you look at my face
0: at all through the through the door? Yes. Mm, Nice. No,
2: not even that. I don't think you did.
0: I did. That's true. That's true. let the awkwardness marinate for right me. yeah this is where the fight starts for the <laughs> final
2: position. speaking of uh, Mother speaking f- of awkward <laughs> speaking of awkward i uh, i thought i would share with the audience i've shared with with my co-host um that i successfully installed a new fan in my pc <laughs> <laughs> you
1: did do that Dude, john was blowing me up right i'm thinking like wonder what john has to talk about and uh, i'm a busy bee i mean the life and trials of or chronicles of Sean in the last couple of weeks have been outstanding. But, uh, so I get, up, I'm, I'm like, I'm hustling. And I finally, I'm like, I got to call John. I called John and he's like, Hey buddy, <laughs> nothing major, but, uh, I did a thing. I'm thinking, okay, here it goes. Yeah. And then he's like, I put a
0: fan in <laughs> major <laughs> surgery.
1: I know. I and had, I,
0: to, I, had to unscrew apart. And screw some four screws in and plug
2: one thing in. Hey, hey, I had to find the right plug-in, the right socket thing for the motherboard, okay? That wasn't easy.
0: You had to read a book.
1: Like I said. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And then I I did ask him, I said, hey, buddy, did you make sure that you wanted it? I think you wanted an intake fan. I said, did you turn it the right way? Yeah, that that does matter.
0: That really does matter. Um, the
2: logo facing out that's how it's done and it was and, and Chris what i just basically ordered the same fan that you brought that night um, for the build so i just i've got two duplicate fans duplicate duplicate fans
3: so,
1: those are good fans good. i like they're quiet i like
0: drunk john hey it is pretty good hey, hey. <laughs> um but yeah I don't really have anything for this week. I don't either. Uh, it's it's. I streamed
1: a lot. That was about up it. <laughs> That's why I did. I watched and Chris stream on Twitch. I didn't get a lot done as far as games or. I'm setting up a new room, and it's just so it's challenging because it's shrunk in size. Ah. So my my thinking
0: cap on. Got figure to figure out, things out, you know. Make some cutbacks, some hard choices. Yeah. Knock down a wall.
1: Possibly. I don't know where to put my uh, my vinyl record player. Mm. Uh, i may a 55-inch TV. Or do I have a 55? Whatever size it is. I
0: don't know, but you sound like a robot right now, FYI.
1: Yeah. You you guys do, too. We got to just go with
0: it. Yeah. So why don't you uh, hold off. John, did you do anything this week?
2: Yeah, I did a couple of things. Uh, did I say I put in a fan? fan. Yeah, see. that was your big thing. Most, well, it set me off right because I did it Friday. I'm like, I'm not going to wait because if I wait, I'm just going to worry about it. I just tackled it. Then I went and got some wings. <laughs> um, incidentally, I, um, I, watched a, I watched a pretty decent uh <laughs> Pretty decent miniseries on Netflix, Waco. It was originally on Paramount Network, but it came to Netflix. I watched that, that when was, it was
0: on Paramount.
2: Yeah, Michael Shannon, right? My, yeah, Michael Shannon. That I was, and really I was reminded when I was watching Michael Shannon of that uh, Funny or Die video he did oh where he was reading the sorority letter. Bear, <laughs> hold on to your
0: butts. because Anybody
2: is go- <laughs> who has never seen that, you go on YouTube and watch Funny or Die, Michael Shannon. That's all you need. And he's reading a a real life sorority letter that was written, I think, by the sorority president or something to her chapter. Yeah, it's hilarious. And the way he does it is hilarious. Um,
0: I think he's like smoking a cigarette the whole entire time as he's like narrating it or he's got one in his hand. (laughs) Yeah. Um,
2: And, you know, I've I guess this weekend I've I finished I guess I finished my second round of. Resident evil three and I, what else am I doing? I'm playing through days gone again because I never finished it. Same. Um, which I, I, for the most part, I really enjoy that bike game as Chris calls it. And then finally I've been playing division two with my buddy, Justin. Mm. Um, and so let's say in a session of C in three separate sessions, I typically get one good play time with him. The other time he's either drunk. <laughs> so he's like me or incredibly tired. Like he, Aww. we were playing the sec, the first night he was, he was apparently drunk drinking vodka. And the second night we played, we had to play through the same mission because we weren't able to finish it. And he was like, dude, I don't remember any of this. <laughs> so it was pretty entertaining.
0: Vodka will do that. <laughs> yeah.
2: But that was my weekend.
0: Well, All good. Cool. I watched. So now you're you're a drunk. Pretty much. That's what it sounds like to me. <laughs> I watched uh, the latest season of Better Call Saul. That was my big thing. I did this week. Uh,
2: yeah, I'm actually I'm actually rewatching the third season to sort of refresh. Yeah, that's what I was actually doing when we were waiting on Sean. I was watching, and it just got to that part where he's questioning his brother on the witness stand. Oh wow, that's like one of my so, favorites
0: so long ago from where I am now, man. Yeah. Yeah. The, the fifth season just ended, which is the penultimate season. So next year it's supposed to come back with 13 final episodes and it's a uh, different, definitely in a very interesting place for it to uh, conclude. So very, very good. Still love that show. Very underappreciated. I think uh, it's amazing to me. That more people who watch breaking bad. Don't watch that show, you
1: know? yeah it's not your um your normal spin off no no it's 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 top notch
2: it took me a while to get around to watching it because I was just in my mind i think it's a psychological thing feeling like you're not gonna enjoy a spin off of Breaking Bad like one of my favorite shows of all time mm-hmm. but i i think this show is amazing. In its yeah. own ways, in its own ways, it's it's every bit as good as Breaking Bad.
0: It's like you have this fear when it's first announced, like you're like, oh no, is this just going to be a weekly comedy thing of like, or you know, just like black comedy of, um, you know, here's Saul and his life prior doing crazy, you know, kooky stuff to to, one over people for money and and lawyering, right? And that was what the fear was, but really, what it ended up being is that if you actually go back and you look at the main characters of the show, Saul Goodman is probably the least explored on Breaking Bad outside of his interactions with Walt and uh, Jesse, right? So it's it's actually giving you context of like, no, here's his story and filling in those blanks of what kind of man he really was uh, and you know ends up being, I guess, because of Breaking Bad.
2: And with that and with that absence of backstory it's a credit to Bob Odenkirk how mm-hmm. he made that character so iconic on the show yeah I mean he's just he's such a memorable character um, without knowing that much about him so true that and I think I think Mike I think I think Mike is like the coolest yeah character he's I, I really enjoy his character on this show and if you look at him he kind of reminds you of dare I say an older, uglier Sylvester Stallone. <laughs>
0: mm, <better laughs> he has that gristly
2: nature about him.
0: That's why I said better actor. Yeah. Yeah. yeah um, Shut I don't up.
1: know if you know this, but uh, Stallone's pretty old himself. Probably older than Mike. It, it's very <laughs>
0: possible he might be older very, than Mike. It's possible. Yeah. It's possible. You're right. <laughs> he was on Community as well for a season and surprised me how good he was on that. I wish I did yeah, more roles.
2: Aiden burned through that entire series, by the way. Nice
0: yeah it's solid very very good i always enjoyed it
2: um now he's watching Grey's anatomy
1: (laughs) (laughs) i don't know man yeah the face chris just made said it all it's like okay
0: do you buddy (laughs) go go get the world you young high schooler you um I don't really have anything else. Yeah, like I said, I streamed a lot this week. Maybe that will be my new thing. Maybe I'll start streaming more just when I'm on my PC, you know? Because why not? I don't know. But it was fun. It was fun. It had been a while since I'd done it. Crickets. Yep. <laughs> yep. Hey, hey, you checked <laughs> it out. Um. But, yeah, that's that's all I got you guys got anything else no man i've been consumed by a move and work yeah I know, right and i guess stuff. there was more last dance did you
1: watch that no i haven't seen the first episode <sighs> i know trust Gosh. me it hurts
0: dennis Rodman is uh a little bit crazy it we took sp- that documentary for you to remember that no 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 but uh you know it just it does a good job of highlighting it um Where, like, he tells him, like, hey, I need a 48-hour break. And he just goes to Las Vegas and (laughs) proceeds to just drink. Carmen Electra, bro. Yeah. It was like, that's who it was. It was him and her. uh, Until Michael basically came and said, get up. We're going to practice type thing. Yeah, Practice? Practice. But at the same time, it's, like, crazy because he is, he's far out there. But at the same time, like, they do a good job of pointing out, like, This dude may be the best defensive player of the last 30 years, right? He's definitely up there in the conversation. Um, And, you know, I guess it it was just interesting. Then uh, they talked a lot about Phil Jackson this last episode. So that was cool, too.
1: The Zen master, bro.
0: Yeah. And they talked about the famous uh, uh, Pistons walk-off after they beat him. Yep so there was there was a lot of juicy bits this week
1: i caught the highlights uh from the news blurbs on espn about the pistons and the 1990 series and all that
0: yeah yeah because even like uh, isaiah came out and did uh interviews on it because mike was like nah nah, screw him you know i don't believe anything he's saying (laughs) so it was it was interesting revisited drama right yeah yeah Um, I guess, do you guys want to do a topic?
1: Uh, That's kind of why we're here. Oh, okay. It's your, uh, you're like the Sundance. Oh, wait. What are you right now? (laughs) Cowboy rides away, George Strait style. Huh? I'm Shane. What happened?
0: Shane. (laughs) Come back, Shane.
1: It's all you, man. This is kind of like, uh, when we pull you out of a game, just so you get the standing ovation type deal. This is it.
0: Take my hand off. you do it, buddy. All right. Uh well, let's uh let's do this topic. Topic time. Time 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 time. The topic is Final. Fantasy 7 remake! I hope that last part
1: captured because you went dead silent on our end. Did I? Uh, yeah.
0: It definitely peaked. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: you got some peakage.
1: You got to go out on top with some peakage, I think, right? You
0: got to have the pure peakage in the last one. Just right? pure peakage, bro. Unadulterated wait unfiltered uh, unadultured i'm watching it right now penis. uh yeah final fantasy 7 remake it's a game wait what uh probably i would i would be willing to bet it will be the most anticipated game that came out this year right uh even more than something like cyberpunk 2077 uh, Last of Us Two, yeah, even more, and I would, I would argue more than Last of Us Two because it's just, I know Last of Us Two is very popular, right? But to me, Final Fantasy Seven, if you were to ask a generation, that's their Final Fantasy, right? And it's been a game that people have just been clamoring for some kind of remake or new chapter or whatever um, since. You know, at least since they did having Children*, which I think was twenty what two thousand six? Yeah. So, you
2: know, yeah, I have a friend who named his son Cloud. Yeah. Uh, but Chris, definitively just just to get on the record, is *Final Fantasy* your *Final Fantasy*?
0: It is not. Um, it's up there. It's definitely in my top right. five. Uh, but I've always gone on record saying that nine is my favorite. Um, nine. No! <laughs> Figured he'd like that. Um what <laughs> <laughs> happened? Uh but yeah, that's that's probably my favorite, and after that would be six, ten, and then seven. So yeah.
1: No three? You got no love for three, bro?
0: Well, three is six. So three is six, and six is three. Yeah. What? Japan. Um Japan. But yeah, those those are probably my favorite. Fifteen's up. Mine's there now, thirteen.
2: Too. Mine's thirteen too
0: you've not 13, played those 13
1: what two
2: I'm sorry I meant lightning returns Final Fantasy 13 3 Lightning Returns
1: Lightning Returns was actually pretty epic and then especially the crossover into 14 online John so Well you this can is talk the uh, all you uh, want to
0: This is actually the same director from the Final Fantasy 13 series uh, same guy who does um, Kingdom Hearts as well Um so This is interesting because when this first got announced, everyone was like, what is this going to be? Right. I mean, like, are they just going to update graphics and that's it and go? Um, Are they going to expand out? Is it going to be a sequel? Whatever. You know, people weren't sure what it was going to be. Um, And the answer was that apparently this is the first six hours of what was a 90 hour game. So put that in the perspective, right? Uh, and honestly, when I played this game originally, this is probably my least favorite part of it, right? From the original, I, I hated yeah, going. I hated going I remember, through Midgar. Hated. It. I remember you when when we
1: found out it was going to be sectionalized off like it has been. Mm-hmm. I remember you saying that you kind of hated that that was going to be what you got to play first.
0: Yeah, like so. there's a couple moments in Midgar that were very very memorable from the game, but. On a whole, for me, what pulled me into it was more so the once you got out of Midgard and you uh, were in the open world, right? And you were putting together this team of uh, different characters that each had their strengths and weaknesses and you could build them how you wanted to. Um, And then going to the various different places like Calm and uh, the Golden Saucer and such and seeing how that looked uh, to just getting into the more hardcore story of it, as opposed to the one that's primarily taking place in Midgard. It, you know, it's just really good anime is the best way to say it, as far as the things that were going on there. Right. So, yeah, I was, I was very worried when they told me this first part was going to be that. uh, And then I was like, well, I guess it's not going to really be that long. Right. Because basically it's just going to (laughs) be, I was like, it can't be more than, like, 12 hours, even with, like, an extended script or something. Um, But I beat this game about a week ago, and when I finished, and I have not done everything, you know, I haven't done a lot of the post-game stuff yet, but when I finished the main story, I clocked in at about 40 hours. So let's put that in perspective real quick. A game that this part of the game probably took me on average 4 to 6 hours when i would play it in the original is now taking me you know 40 hours which is just crazy uh that they've added this much detail to it
1: yeah but it uh it's beautiful man i played the demo and i know that's early on in the game
0: mm-hmm. it's fantastic yeah it's the first chapter of it i think there's like in the end there was like 18 chapters i think yeah um and uh, you know there was a lot of worries too, because like they were making this a live action fighting game with a little bit of the hints of the original system, which was called abs uh and it and you're just like, how's that gonna work you know because i've I played Final Fantasy fifteen and that was in there too, but as a result, I didn't find myself doing a lot of custom attacks especially with my teammates and using tons of magic unless it was absolutely necessary right that was my fear um versus like when you're playing a traditional jrpg you kind of like you're going down the line saying hey i need to account for this and this and this is what this person's going to do for me versus what this person is this person's my healer so if we look like we're about to die when his turn comes up he's going to heal whoever's about to die Versus, you know, Cloud. His job is to beat the crap out of whoever's in front of him, so that's what he's gonna do. And Tifa, I made her a mage, and she's just gonna rain down thunder and fire and all that kind of stuff wherever we need to weaken them. Um, you don't have that here, right? Like instead of it's it's live action where you have three people or up to three people in your team, and you're switching between the three as you want. Um, and basically just doing attacks and building up a meter, right? Consistently slashing or punching or a case of Barrett shooting um, and building up this meter to do more hardcore attacks. Um, and at first I wasn't very sure about that system. But I got to say that the more I played it, The more I have to say, it's probably one of the most engaging systems that they've ever put for combat in a Final Fantasy game. If not the best, and I kind of hope everyone adapts this, or I I should say I hope for Final Fantasy they adapt this going forward, right? Because what seemed like at first was just going to be me fighting with Cloud 95% of the time and then switching over to one of the other two characters when I need them. I quickly realized that was not the way to do this, right? Um It was more about instead taking your character and saying, okay, Cloud, go in there and do these two things off the bat that I know you can do and take a lot of damage off of them, right? On maybe one of the enemies. But then I also know, oh, hey, these dudes are, are weak to to Thunder. Well, Tifa's got Thunder, so I need to build her up so she can cast Thunder. Let me switch over to Tifa real quick cool, Tifa's in there, and she's punching, and she's building up, and oh, cool, now she's got thunder, and she's going to rain down thunder on those people, and boom, I'm going to see this thing pop up that says staggered, right, and whenever you stagger an enemy in this one, it basically means they're open to business to be messed up extremely quickly, so now that I've done that with Tifa, let me go switch over to Barrett, who is basically my tank character in this and tell him to go in and just beat the living crap out of them as much as possible uh, while they're staggered and build up and just do all these custom attacks and stuff. And you're kind of like consistently rotating these between your three characters to always set up these kind of scenarios. Um, And it's, it's fun because Depending on what kind of bosses you're fighting, there's consistently different challenges to how you have to address uh, those rotations and defenses, right? Like if you're fighting something that's more magical, you might have to go straight to your mage and working to figure out how to build them up uh, to, to do certain spells that will only then allow physical damage versus other times you have to have your tank up there for the majority of it Building up so that he can actually, if anything, cast uh, spells upon himself to basically take damage off of other people because otherwise the damage is just going to be too much for them, right? Versus him who's got like three times the life uh, that they do. So, you know, it it's it almost feels like a little bit like that MMO strategy, but, like, instead of it being or playing with two other people, you're doing it all yourself, and uh, it, it's a blast to play. Uh, Sean, I think you would get a kick out of it.
1: Dude, I'm telling you, man, um, it w- it's on my radar because mm-hmm. you – I forget when it was, but I knew you were going to play it, and I jokingly said, I- I'll get it, I'll play it. So when the demo comes out, I play it and I'm before I know it, I'm done with it, and I wanted more. Yeah. Uh I wanted more because of everything you outlined. I wanted more because of just the cheesiness of the dialogue between the the characters at times. Yeah, it's very cheesy. But the aesthetic <laughs> of the game. Even in that little demo, I captured all of these things. The the color scheme they chose to go with, the lighting. Mm-hmm. Um it just the game is just is BA, dude. It really yeah. And I can't believe I can't believe they made 6 hours 40 hours and then there's still more to come.
0: Yeah, some of it is just on the fact that, you know, they're totally voicing this thing as opposed to it just being text bubbles, right? Yeah. Um yeah. that definitely helped to build it out, but then they also did add in um at least I would say two major new things one of them occurs in the fourth chapter of the game um which is basically so for those who have never played final fantasy Final Fantasy or final fantasy 7 i should say final fantasy 7 starts with the idea of cloud who is a mercenary for hire who is helping this uh group called avalanche who are basically eco terrorists right Um, They live in the city of Midgard. Midgard is ran off of this power source called um, Mako Energy, which is basically the life force of the planet. And Avalanche's job is to, or goal, I should say, at the start of this is to go blow up a Mako reactor, Um, thus, you know, starting a war against uh, the company that runs these uh, power, um, what you call it, power plants
1: yeah they're basically (laughs) siphoning the energy from the planet
0: uh they're they're trying to start a war with this power plant company that's called shinra um so from there you know it kind of goes and and there are big events that occurred in midgard when you played the original game but for the most part it just kind of like originally was designed to be think of like that opening part of a new hope of here is Luke at the very beginning, right? To, uh, Mos Eisley, uh, port, right. And them getting on the ship with Han and going off on the actual adventure, right? That's, that's kind of what Midgard was, was basically to say, how do we get to the point where Tifa, Barret, Aerith, and, cloud are together and heading off on an adventure was there a reason for doing that um and it starts with this it starts with this and i think what's interesting is that what they added in here instead made this instead of it being the start of adventure it actually just turned it into its own defined adventure Mainly because there are a bunch of side characters that are in the original Final Fantasy VII game, such as Jesse, Wedge, um, and Biggs, who I'm pretty. Com- big Joe. <laughs> I'm pretty confident with Biggs in this game. They basically just pulled up a picture of Charlie Sheen and platoon, and said, "Find us a voice actor who sounds like that, and we'll do the rest." Because that's what he sounds like the whole entire time to me, and looks like. He looks like Charlie Sheen young Charlie Sheen really weird. But, um, but like those guys were in the original, right. But they, for the most part, they just played a bit part, um, in the events that happened to them. Definitely didn't have anything that was emotional to me, uh, whatsoever. Um, with this game, it takes those primarily those three characters and it expands them greatly, so that everything that goes on with them, you're invested with them, you care about them like forever. Final Fantasy Seven has been the debate between Tifa and Aerith for for most of uh, you know fans of like who's the girl you'd want to be with and all that in their minds. Tifa, and, and after this one, after I was like. Maybe, maybe Cloud needs to give a Jesse now, too. Hey, hey, Jesse, what you doing, girl? You know?
1: Yeah. <laughs> Tifa all day. She's so hot. Can I say that? I can say she's good, right? Yeah. I can say she, that.
0: I mean, she's always been, she, the idea behind her is that she's, you know, someone uh, who has strong sexuality, but at the same time is very independent and um, a capable woman. That's always been her thing. Yeah. You know, so yeah, she's hot. Best, right? <laughs> yeah, she's hot, but at the same time, she's like she can beat just about anyone down if she needed to, right? But um you know, so yeah, expanding the story out of them, I, I think that was one of the big ways they expanded upon it. But then it was also just taking key moments, as I said before, uh, in this that for the most part were limited. Based on the tech at the time, right? Like there's a very famous scene with Barrett in this part of the game um, that in the original, you know, it's just text, shouting text, right? So all caps and basically him being as animated as possible for character. And here that scene is completely extended to like a two minute thing um, with complete voice acting and and, uh, emotional resonance that makes it way more powerful than the original ever was for me especially again with the job that they did with uh, some of these art characters in there uh and it makes it transform instead of as i said before this this idea of a story of it being the the starting point for something it really does for the most part feel like the full story of avalanche and and midgard and you know what is that journey and what are the ups and downs and you know, where do they have failure versus success? And I really liked it
1: (laughs) (laughs) more. You were, were you surprised how much you liked it? Basically? Is that what you're admitting to?
0: I was, um, mainly because I, I will say this game, it was a little bit of a roller coaster because when I started out, I was like, Hmm. Um, because especially there are some parts in it where you can see the technical limitations of this game majorly like Josh and I were playing this uh, primarily together in chat. Right. Um, And there's this part where you're, you're on this kind of skywalk um, trying to get to uh, the upper level of the city. Right. And below you can see the under city below you. Right. And the images they use to render that city look so flat and it almost felt like a PS, at the very least, a PS2, if not even a PF, PS1 type graphic. It was that bad when I was, like, watching it. Um, and it's clear that those kind of sacrifices had to be made in order to make the characters look as good as they did and also make sure that they were consistently running at a smooth 30 frames per second, right? Um, but then like there are other points, 30 frames per second. Yeah. thirty. <laughs> <right>? <laughs> I know that's why we're going to place it on PC. Um, but like, I think of, uh, the, there are parts too. like when you're in sector seven, I noticed a number of times there's a famous place, um, called seventh heaven. It's a bar. Um, and whenever I would go be approaching it the sign would look like it was at best in 32 bit pixels until I was right next to it. And then all of a sudden the texture would completely pop in and higher res where I could actually read everything and see it clearly. So there's, there's moments like that. Um, the, the NPCs do not look great at all. Things like that where you're like, wow, yeah, there's a lot of technical limitations, but Because of that, when I started out, I was like, I don't really know how I feel about this. I was like, it's got a lot of nostalgia here. And it was when I started the first one, I did the mission for the other characters of Avalanche. And I was like, oh, this is really good and really cool and different and pushing something. Um, And then I got to about chapter 10, which is the halfway point. um, And that was where... I was like, oh, this is really starting to expand out because like now I've got a ton of uh, skills unlocked and a ton of different weapons and you know, materia that has built up to where I'm doing very powerful attacks and all these summons, so I'm seeing the full range of what is possible in combat. And that went that way where it kept climbing for me until I got to about the final two chapters, which um, I won't get too much into that but i'll just say i think where they lost me a little bit is as i said the majority of this game is the story of it feels like the story of avalanche and their battle against shinra uh in midgard and the last two chapters are when we first we really all of a sudden take a very hard core right turn um and start going to talk about other things because I mean, I understand it, right? They have to start saying up the larger narrative, right? Um, but then there's other things too, which are completely different that I think will make a lot of people have a lot of conversations uh, about how they feel about it. And I, I, I've i talked to two or three people about these, these last couple of chapters and I've heard a range of emotions in it. Um, I, I will just say for me personally, I'm kind of... I'm interested to wait and see what happens next instead of going ahead and throwing out, I guess, criticism or praise, uh, off of, of what happened. But at the same time, I I think regardless of that, to me, it, those decisions lessen what this story's or what this game's story could have been as a confined narrative, because it, it seemed to be like, again, like, all of a sudden, for, for hours upon hours, it was primarily, here's this story about Avalanche. And then the very last part, it's like, okay, now screw Avalanche. We're going to talk about other things. We got we to service in towards the uh, the larger narrative instead of what's making this chapter so good. So that's probably my main criticism with it. But that said, there there there's so many weird things in this game. Like, they brought back Hell House uh, from the original game. Hell House was an enemy that you could find um, on a bridge somewhere, like, way off the map. And it's literally what it sounds like. It's this big house that um, (laughs) casts different magical spells on you. Um, And they took that. And made it into probably one of the hardest boss fights in the game, uh, and didn't change anything about them. You know, just kind of made it more epic and big. Uh, another one was like Airbuster, who is yeah, <laughs> Airbuster is one of the first bosses you fight in Final Fantasy, um, and it's kind of if you go back to the original Final Fantasy 7 again. This is like a guy who was like a joke, and here this this fight like. I think like originally the fight maybe might have taken me in the first game, four minutes tops. I went probably like twelve minutes in this fight and died at least once. Um, you know, and that's that's the fun part that's surprising where you're like, whoa, they actually they made this dude something that's that's worth it and memorable now. You know, um, where I really had to sit down and think, and made, that was actually the first part of the game where I really had to start thinking about combat and how I was approaching it so i was i was like that kind of stuff when it's in there um you know it's still got the corny unique um dialogue that's from the original and i think they've done a good job of finding voice actors that make it work for a modern era um the only part of this game that's been really hard for me to accept is uh going back to avalanche uh, is Wedge. Wedge is voiced by Badger from Breaking Bad. So it's really weird when I've got this guy who looks nothing like Badger talking to me. And he sounds like Badger from Breaking Bad.
2: <laughs> that is a very distinctive voice. So that had
0: to be weird. It was, yeah. It was, it was different. I was I was kinda of waiting for like Nathan Fillion or um not Nathan Fillion or like Nolan North or someone to show up, but that never happened. Yeah. Oh Joe John DiMaggio's in there. Old uh Marcus Phoenix is in it. Remind me? Uh Marcus Phoenix? Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh he plays uh high Digger. Uh I think I said that right. I probably didn't. But yeah, overall, um this is definitely a surprise, success to me. Um I've had a blast playing it. I don't know how much I'll do of the hard mode stuff, but there's definitely a lot there. Uh Josh has been doing a lot of it and like the cool thing is once you beat the game you can go back and basically pick any level to do anything that you missed, um, or that had multiple outcomes. So, you know, there's there's a lot of opportunity for people to explore and challenge themselves with the combat um, and be rewarded for it, you know. So I would uh I would tell people to check that out if they like it.
2: So Chris, I would say that um, almost half the time I think of Josh,
0: mm-hmm.
2: I think of his love for Final Fantasy VII. Yeah. Like his like one of his favorite games of all time, if not his favorite game of all time, most importantly his favorite Final Fantasy. Um, without spoilers, can you contrast your sense of the game versus what his has been? I mean, you keep saying he's going back to it, so I guess in general he's he's happy with it. But he, I, uh, can you touch on? I mean, th- there's this divide that seems to be happening with this game, with how you trying to tell me something, buddy? No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, with, with how this uh, without this thing ended, without spoiling the ending, can you talk? Can you elaborate on that divide? It's
0: almost um, 50-50. Yeah, it's, it's – Josh and me basically said the experience of the game to him is a 9 out of 10. The end of it is maybe like a, a 6 or 7 out of 10. Um, I think right now there's a lot of fear with what they're doing. Um, it could be a good thing what they're doing. On the other hand, as I said before, this is the guy who did things like Kingdom Hearts, so people have this fear that of what they're doing is going to take this to a place where it's not what people wanted. Right when when they first announced this, I think everyone was just like, "I just I would take a nice high res version of Final Fantasy VII. That is all I need. Doesn't yeah. need to be the most beautiful game ever made." doesn't need to have a new combat system doesn't need to, you know, have everything modernized that, uh, goes on with games. You know, if it's on the quality of resident evil two, right. Where they, they definitely made the visuals in that better. And they had maybe a little bit of perks, but 95% of that game really does feel like resident evil two. I think we would agree. Right. Um, I think that's what a lot of people want in this. And for a good bit of it, even with the differences in the combat system, it really did feel like that. Like that's where we're going. Like, Oh wow. It's not just going to be this. We're going to get this full extended thing. And then the things that happen towards the part that makes people divisive here. I think they're just fearful that the next, whatever comes next, it's not going to be in the same style. Um, in that with those kinds of choices, they wonder how long until this is something that I don't even recognize anymore. Is,
2: yeah, is yeah. unrecognized. Yeah.
0: So you you elaborated, and of course this is
2: not spoiler territory, but you you compared it I was kind of struggling with the pop culture reference, and you compared it to what maybe JJ Abrams did to Star Trek in the first in the first film he tackled. A is that bit. fair?
0: That's, yeah, a little bit. I won't say any, right. any more than that. Um, but I mean, look, it has big, uh, the, the, I would tell everyone, don't skip on this. If you are interested in what this trilogy is going to be, go check it out. I mean, like, even I had to reach out to Mike, uh, Mike D, Brian Leaf himself. And I was like, look, I know you don't usually play, uh, remasters of Final Fantasy games, right? But I was like, you might want to check this one out because I don't really think the word remaster applies yeah. anymore. <laughs> uh, even the word remake it, is is a little... It, it's almost a misnomer. Yeah.
2: Yeah. So, <clears throat> regarding this game, mm-hmm. how would you recommend someone who's... I mean, you can kind of pick your different levels, people who've played Final Fantasy VII original, people who've played... Final Fantasy games, but never this one, or people who've never played a Final Fantasy game at all. Like with, like Colin Moriarty, for example, on his podcast was suggesting that even though this game is out there, for anybody wanting to get the full context and the full experience should go play the original game first, even though it might be hard to go back to. So you, for someone to kind of get the full picture yeah. of what this is all about what, what do you say to something like that how would you recommend i mean the individual gamer approach this depending on
0: their experience with the series he hadn't beat it right but when he was talking about it, i think because i I've yeah i don't it, think yeah i don't think he had um which that that's where i'm like hmm not really um <laughs> I, I will say look there have been a number of people that i've listened to that have uh who have never really gotten into Final Fantasy Seven and they love this game, right? Like I was listening to kinda of funny's talk on it and like I don't think Greg played it originally. Blessing him played it. Uh it was just Tim and Amar or whatever his name is that had played the original. Uh and all four of them loved it, right? Um it's just that things that happen towards the end especially are gonna be very confusing um, to people that do not have any context of the series. If you want to know... I mean, I would agree with Colin in the sense of... If you want to know what the full scope of Final Fantasy is and why... Or Final Fantasy Seven is and why people love it so much, yes, you know, you do kind of need to see the original one. And I would tell you, it's on PC. There's different mods you could get to help you get through that stuff. You know, if you don't want to spend every waking moment playing a game that is 20 years old or over 20 years old. And, you know, definitely isn't one of the ones that like gameplay wise holds up perfectly or anything. Right. Um, But I also think if you, I think the game for the most part, as I said up until maybe the last couple of chapters does enough to hold your hand in explaining stuff like it is the opening of something that someone who has never played Final Fantasy VII can come in and they can be very much impressed by the storytelling here. It's like, that's what's impressive is that like, oh, wow, these guys, when they put out this original game, did such a good job of telling the story for their time. And now here in a new era, they've adapted and and hit all the marks to make it feel just as relevant today as it was back then. Did I answer your question?
2: Yeah, that's fair. You know, the, the when I saw when I first when I, you know, looking at footage of the original Final Fantasy 7, it's like man, I don't know if I could do it.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's it's I mean, like I, I was telling him like Final Fantasy 7 feels like a game. It came out in 97, um like about I think it was like April 97, so about 3 or 4 months after the PlayStation launched.
1: Yeah.
0: And it did not feel like something that should have been technically possible at that time. Yeah, I can um,
2: hear. I-, I feel you.
0: Yeah, I and, do. and like for reference, you know, Final Fantasy 8 came out two years after that and looked way better. And Nine came out a year after Eight and looked immaculate.
2: Yeah, um, Nine still looks pretty good. Yeah, you know, by comparison. Mm, so, but this one is, but this one is like, you know, it's it's stuck in that that awkward I, I video games have this awkward phase, which was the PlayStation and Nintendo 64. Everything is polygonal. So, yeah. so much that it's hard to, it's hard to, to for me, it's, I, I could never go back and play the original Ocarina of time. I would have to go. I'd always go back to the 3ds remaster. Cause that's how I, cause when I played the remaster, that's how I pictured my, that's yeah. how I pictured this game originally looked. I mean, it, it's and, what
0: happens with all these, right? Cause yeah. I mean, even like Halo, uh, master, master, uh, What's called Halo One Evolved Remastered. I uh, I can't remember really until I actually turn on the effects, just what the original Halo looks like, right? Until you actually hit that button and you get the yes. like, oh God, yes, this, this is different.
2: <laughs> That's <laughs> nasty. Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> or even recently, things like Bioshock Remastered, you know, still look way better than uh than you know the original game did, mm-hmm. even though it's it hasn't been that long since, you know, <laughs> those games came out. But I would tell you suck it up. Because honestly, the only part they really look bad is when they're um they're in the three D world. When you're in combat, they look actually really nice. It looks more like classic Final Fantasy.
2: That's fair. Is Sean so still with all here that being did,
0: said, Did did did, um, did Sean go somewhere? Did Sean fall no, asleep? I'm just I'm listening, buddy. Oh, you're just like zoned out on your back no. and you're in your I mean
1: no. I'm, i don't have anything to add oh okay I'm just it's I'm i'm actually engaged right now in the Ooh. conversations zoo and I, I mean i came close to saying something about you know when john talks about like you remember a game how it looks and when they remaster it you're like this is exactly how i remember it but if you know like y'all just said the original did not look like what you remembered it
0: no it never <laughs> like, does
1: at all i uh, i didn't turn on that button in halo though. So i need to Fire that up and hit that button just to see. Oh,
2: it's it's jarring. It is yes. so jarring. Yeah, it's like everything is brown and gross,
0: <laughs> and everything looks flat somewhere, and just like so <laughs> polygonal. Um, even then, you know, compared to a PlayStation, of course, it's a leaps and bounds. But um, you know, when you compare it today, you're just like, oh wow, this is what happens Guys. when you update an engine.
1: I, gotta, I can tell y'all at some point, but I think I am messed up in Breath of the Wild.
0: Oh, that's I not that, good.
1: I, I, I don't want to sidetrack this, so we'll finish this. But, yeah, I, I need to know how to fix what I did. Okay. It's, I hope I hope I didn't find a glitch where I'm like,
3: screwed.
2: I would be interested in hearing about that.
1: Yes.
3: So, Chris, topic um, this week.
2: I don't mean to jump the gun here, but uh, how does it feel? Mm-hmm. Giving, and I'm, you know, who knows what the future holds. You might be back, you know, for some things. What's it feel like about to be giving your final Richard? How's that feel?
0: Yeah. It's kind of feeling
2: like, guilty. No. Or you just like, I got to get out of here.
0: <laughs> I figure one, I figure it's not my final Richard because I just, I have a feeling if this show continues that, uh, uh, for, for extended periods, that they're games that everyone would be very happy. <laughs> well, you know, we got by. some
2: news today oh, or that? yesterday, I don't remember, yeah. that, that could potentially, in theory, hold you <laughs> to hosting this show for another couple of months. Yeah, no, now,
0: you know. now I, I gave you a cutoff date. <laughs> so, listen... <laughs>
2: When you title this episode, you should call it The Final Richard. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine.
0: Um, Re- remake. Speaking of uh the remake of Richard, my Richard for this. I think until I got to those last couple of chapters, I was probably up to a nine. What, what score is that, Sean? Uh,
1: nine!
0: Thank you. Um <laughs> But with those things, I'm gonna drop it down to an eight point five um i I think there's a lot of things I really, really like, and if this combat system is where they go within the next one and it expands, especially in the open world, I'm gonna have a lot of time to to really get to know and love it um but here, there are story elements at times where I'm like, "hmm." okay this could have been better and there are limitations to the system itself where i'm like oh that's really struggling just to get by right now uh as something passable and it's really hard to look Isn't at
1: this it crazy to, to think something like a ps4 pro is struggling
0: yeah i know right yeah i mean i think it's just like i said i think it's just because it's the end of the generation and the things that they cared about obviously were what they had to focus on um and, you know, it, but I, I do agree. Like when you're looking at something like this and you go, but the Witcher 3 exists, um, and that works fine. You know, it's, it, it is hard to give it a pass, right? Because I don't have problems with, the, uh, with those even when I played it originally on PS4 or Pro. But yeah, eight point five. That that's probably where I'm at. I highly recommend it. If you're a Final Fantasy fan, you should at least check it out just to see how you feel about it.
2: Um, Sean, log that in. So. Uh, let the record show that Chris's last and final Richard was an eight point five. Uh-huh. Yeah. He couldn't based on he couldn't based on sentimental regi- reasons give anything a ten. His last appearance. I just thought he was going to go for it. I guess he's not.
0: I can't, and that's. Um, I'm not. I'm not John. I'm not a nostalgia. Oh. you're
1: not at all because you know um <laughs> you just pop boxes open in I'm front not, of me was
0: it i'm not a nostalgia her uh, picture, yeah, nostalgia you pictures
1: horror. you did not even have anything to throw away you don't even own pictures exactly you actually uh, literally gave me your one family picture that was on my desk for years that's true
0: <laughs> <Old> ben gibbard <laughs> oh, oh man that's the
1: greatest picture ever
0: oh uh, uh you guys want to do some news
1: yeah we can
2: I would like to say first, though, before before we go to the news, Chris uh, mm. and Sean, you'll appreciate this. Chris managed to throw in Witcher three. I did one last time because first and last, bro. In the beginning, this this was pretty much known as the Witcher three evolve podcast. We don't
0: talk about the evolve <laughs> fact, part, right? Do you want to die? <laughs> right. Uh, do you, okay. Oh, well, let's uh, let's go do some news. Hot off the press and straight to your ears. Weekly Games Chat presents the news. News! <laughs> news! You peaked. Oh, sorry, you peaked guys. out.
1: You hey, hey, Chris. I, that was the wrong iron out the old golf bag right there. A little too yeah. long.
2: Hey, hey, Chris, I, I've, I've got a message for you. What's my message? My wife. Yeah, me. I was taking Uh, a drink was well, she was wanting to express her displeasure with you Mm -hmm. um, because, you know, last week was I considered two memorable moments on the show. One, her being on the show and two, you announcing your departure. And she feels a little bit slighted by the fact that you tried to overshadow the significance of her being on the podcast with you making your petty little that, announcement. This is this oh,
1: is BS. This does not sound like anything Clarissa would say.
0: Yeah. Um, You're
2: making it up. I'm not making it up. You are a POS, John. She just spoke to me from the living room. You're drinking you too know, much she scotch. Feels, uh,
0: if she
1: I
2: feel, am drinking scotch, too much scotch, but two things two three. Three at the same time.
0: <laughs> I mean, she can be upset all she wants. Either way, I still drop the hammer. You know, and that's you did what drop she...
2: <laughs> anyway, I will say, though, she sounded great.
0: She did. She sounded, like, in, she sounded. she sounded informed. Why does she sound she so has good exp- on the microphone? And you don't.
2: I don't know. I don't. I, so I don't sound good at all.
0: Compared that to her, me. you're you're like, look, she you're she's Mike a skills, young. Yeah. She's a young prospect about to get the call to the majors. You are in the Sally League. I don't know how to tell you this.
2: At least I'm getting yeah. paid.
0: There you
1: go. Wait, no. Are we?
2: No, we're not.
1: Money. All right, buddies. <laughs> Give that man his money. p so, him. So uh, after the depressing announcement last week about Chris leaving the show, uh, we also learned that Last of Us 2 uh, was going to be delayed indefinitely. Just, just mere weeks ago. Uh, Naughty Dog's upcoming PS4 sequel has now been set with a June... Nineteen release date. How cool is that? Consequently, Ghost of Shishishiba has been delayed to Julie 17 in order to give Naughty Dog some more breathing room. Julie? Julie, yeah. You got a problem with what I'm saying, Julie?
0: No. no Julie, no. Julie, <laughs> Julie, Judy, Shut
3: Julie! Down.
0: Shut <laughs> down. Shut That's down,
1: such a good um, According to Herman Holst, Head of Worldwide Studios at Sony, quote, I would like to personally congratulate and thank both the teams at Naughty Dog and Sunker Punch Productions on their achievements. As we know, it's not an easy feat to reach the finish line under these circumstances. Both teams have worked hard to deliver world-class experiences, and we can't wait to see what you think of them when they release in just a few short months. Neither can the new weekly games chat because we actually have something to play in June. And can
2: we say Sean, and July? Chris is not Chris is not allowed to come on the show for yeah, this that topic. Sob
1: reaches out and he's like, "Hey, <laughs> I want to talk about last year two Game of the year. I can't wait to <laughs> get me on the show."
0: <laughs> I'll gladly just go on the Discord and post a video. You can't silence me.
1: Uh, we're gonna silence you. You're done. Muzzle. And since we all just uh, did so, the next title, uh, we're gonna keep doing. We're gonna keep no, doing I, that? I,
2: I just, I'm just, I'm just glad that this has resolved itself. Maybe due to being, maybe uh, you know, as we'll, as we'll encounter in the next news topic, maybe they, maybe their hands were forced. I don't know. Um,
1: I don't what do you think? So. think? <laughs> I'm excited because. <laughs> You know, I get to play Last of Us 2 in June, which is great. And then a month later, I get to play a game I've waited on for a long time. And hopefully it's not as sucky as Sekiro. That's oh, me.
2: man. I can't tell you, though, in fairness, I am stoked mm-hmm. about Ghosts of Tsushima. I know. I really am. It's just I was poo-pooing it all over town a couple of years ago. But, man, this is going to be so
0: tight. I hope it's good. Hope, hope, I, I hope nothing. John to
1: drink Scotch every week. Just Isn't this so great?
0: You know. This is great. I'm guessing in part they must have, like, uh, I was talking to John about this, I was like, it must be a combination. I, I would hope it's a combination. Basically, they're looking at, oh, hey, our supply lines look like they're good, so we can make these games, and then maybe the hope is that by, you know, definitely by June that places like GameStop can be open for people and Target and all that to pick up a game if they need to. Um, are there? May they just have confidence that hey, regardless where we put this out, it will sell a lot on PlayStation Four. Um, yeah, yeah I, I hope they Last do
2: well. of Us, Last of Us Part Two, can put it anywhere.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. What? And I think with Ghost of Tsushima, Sh- it's just being pushed back specifically so that it doesn't get railroaded by Last of Us, right?
2: It's only fair. Yeah. I'm wondering if the t- I w- I'm wondering if the conversation was difficult, um, or maybe um, uh, Sucker Punch will enjoy the the tweaking time, so to speak.
0: Maybe I don't know. I would imagine. Maybe. I think both these games me. are done. You know, so makes sense. Um, yeah, it's fundamental fact.
1: <laughs> you know, what rhymes with tweak. Bleak. <laughs>
2: Well, speaking of leak, a disgruntled former employee uh, of Naughty Dog has leaked many details, allegedly, um, and story beats of The Last of Us 2 online. We are now faced with avoiding these spoilers until June 19th. According to a recent tweet by Naughty Dog, we know the last few days have been incredibly difficult for you.
3: <laughs> Jeez, I swear,
2: We feel the same. It's disappointing to see the release and sharing of pre released footage from development. And I love a no good one, pre-release.
1: No one likes an early pre-release. Thing. <laughs> yeah.
2: Do your best to avoid spoilers, and we ask that you don't spoil it for others. The Last of Us Part Two will be in your hands soon. No matter what you see and hear, the final experience will be worth it. In quote. That was that was a quote by, what's his name? Most you know, Druckmann? Most outlets have avoided uh, spoiler territory. Spoiler! And this uh, particular story has been strange um, for me, and I hope you might indulge me for a second. Jesus, I, he I has know, two I, things sorry. of scotch. I'm a big fan uh, of one Lucy O'Brien from IGN, uh, mainly because she's she's into she's into the um, survival horror games, and she does a lot of coverage for those games. Um, she's also one of the hosts on uh, podcast Beyond. She tweeted. Uh, today to the man who posted last of Us spoilers on my Instagram. I could choose to be mad at you or I could wish you better mental health. I choose the latter, but also one day I hope you uh, defecate yourself in front of a crowd of 100 million people and it is globally televised. And the reason I, and the reason I read that is because I've seen on Twitter a lot of, sentiment like this from the games media community. And it's strange to me that there is a tremendous amount of animosity and vitriol about this leak. Mm. When I can name for you over the past two years, a handful of games that have been leaked out on the internet with spoilers and story details, but the media has not responded this way with this vitriolic reaction and it's just a strange reaction particularly in the games media when they've been covering and look if you you know the rumor is that this this disgruntled employee was upset about the work conditions of naughty dog yes but because he leaked based on a potential villainous action by a game developer that leaker is now a villain. Because when push comes to shove, all these media types care about and all the fan base cares about is not the working conditions of Naughty Dog, but that they got their game spoiled. But if you recall last year, Pokemon Sword and Shield was spoiled. Nintendo went after them legally. Nobody attacked that spoiler, that that leaker, the way people are attacking this leaker. Because it seems like, for some reason, Naughty Dog is just too beloved. It's just—I'm not upset about it. Don't get me wrong, but it's just a fascinating. Sure sounds like it, John. It's just a fascinating study into human behavior that I find amazing, and that's my. Could, two it, sense.
1: could it be because it, you know people do love Naughty Dog, or could it be because they love Naughty Dog, and this game's been impacted by a global pandemic, and it's just a different circumstance than a normal? Yeah, I don't know. I, leak situation. I don't know, dude.
0: I think everything is, you know, I think when you have leaks especially or or something like this happen, everything is its own defined story, right? It's not like there's always a standard for this. Like with this person and I dog, I totally get why they did this. I'm kind of sad that this is the way they did it because it's like, hey, did you not stop to think what you're doing to your coworkers who have gone through the same stuff here and who are proud of their work, right? Like, but on the other hand, I would say, nine dog, this is what you get for not take if you're not treating people right. Eventually someone gets pissed and they do not care and they will firebomb things uh just because they want to prove a point and whatever happens happens in their eyes, right? um and i hope for the yeah, person that I didn't sign an nda yeah i was like i hope for whoever the, the disgruntled employee is you don't have some way to be traced back on this because if you are man you're oh, he's, gonna,
2: he's going down
0: yeah you're going to get sued he's for a million down. but on the but other side me, um with the media side of it i would say you know it's it is weird because you know i think of like the the pokemon one those leaks were out there but they primarily came out of things like 4chan and they were uh primarily you know on on eastern side culture and things like that there wasn't prevalent in line it was more of like hey you want to go to a reddit thread and read some details here it is versus like here where you know the person's putting up like an hour's worth of of story spoilers in video form and i can imagine why people are pissed off about this because as they said like now it's going to be over the next month people just posting Videos to Facebook channels and stuff that automatically play, and there's nothing you can do to see this maybe very key moment pop up in the video, right? Like it, it's, it pisses people off. Um, I yeah, mean, the other
1: folders are more text driven. This is yeah, going to be video driven. I,
0: I would rather it be. Different. If we're gonna have leaks, personally, I want the leaks to be primarily either about seven days for the story. I want it to be after the game is shipped, and, it, and it's like, yeah. I need to go to Reddit or something to see something. Not a month and a half out before its release. uh, Before you even had a release day at that point, right? Because someone is disgruntled. And second, uh, the main leaks I would care about are more so things like what traditionally Kotaku has done where it's like, hey, Ubisoft people have pretty much told us this is what the next uh, Assassin's Creed is going to be. Or, by the way, we're hearing that Capcom is working on Resident Evil 8 or something you know things like that because that's well, that's just doing your job as a reporter at that point right you're just breaking but, the story but,
2: but is it though I mean yes. uh, is it I mean it, yes. it's you've got you've got the guys who broke Watergate because it was important to the foundation and fabric of a country but you release a you release a date or a potential rumor of a video game I know that it's a distinction without a difference. There is a distinction, and I grant you that, but it's still a distinction without a difference. I mean, let's not forget, I mean, back in the day, Fallout 4's script was leaked. Yeah. The media didn't raise their hands in the air out of anger. Why? Mm. Because Bethesda has had a confrontational relationship with the media over the years. They didn't, But but Naughty Dog is this media darling. And when you mess with Naughty Dog, you mess with the industry. And, and I just find it hilarious that Kotaku will not bat an eye, or any other outlet for that matter, to leak an Assassin's Creed game four months before they want to announce it. Let me I mean, if, if the concept is you're paying a disservice to developers who are working hard, why is that any different from releasing from from leaking the game itself because you found it on somebody's laptop on an airplane doesn't that also maybe not to the same effect but doesn't that also hurt a company's bottom line and furthermore more more microscopically hurt an individual developer's work that they've put into a project that they care about where the timing of an announcement is something that they're planning for that they're working for and and is a part of their strategy to maximize hype for a title.
0: No. I, I mean, to me it's no okay as far All as right. those kinds of things, it's no different than say uh, you know, Adam Schiefer coming out and going like, Hey, sources are reporting that the you know the Patriots and the Bucks are talking about a trade for Rob Gronkowski. And then a day later, guess what just happened? Rob Gronkowski got traded to the Patriots for a seventh round pick or wherever it was. No, like, I mean, we'll have to the same we'll have thing. to agree
2: to disagree there. But this fact remains: yeah. the Fallout 4 leak of their entire script—it was out there for anybody to see. It. Nobody, nobody lit lit anything on fire on the internet. No but, one cared. See, that's where the, you did that's and you didn't and you didn't see this. You didn't see this. These types of tweets from 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 games journalists. About how damaging this is to an industry that they fundamentally don't seem to care about until it affects certain things that they specifically and surgically care about.
0: Well, I mean, I think the difference here is, again, it would be like there's a difference in what's happening here, right? Like the leaks that we're talking about with the reporters are what I would call news story leaks. Like it's their job to find out if they have a lead and they can besti- investigate and validate it that, you know, for their enterprise of their website right they they publish that leak and that story that's one thing it's another thing if your company has signed an NDA to cover a game and you're leaking things that are going on the game right like that would be a huge huge issue for them and would be the kind of reason that you could arguably never give one a a review copy again and again just for a different context here like Leaking someone going out there and finding the fallout Four script somewhere and putting it online is terrible. Uh, and I would say, you know, it's bad, but again, it's a different thing than saying here we are a month and a half out before this game is coming. And someone just actively with purpose, putting up these things to harm a company. Like literally their intent is I want to do harm to Naughty Dog and put up the most controversial parts of this you know and not let anyone know what it is when they're clicking on it originally um you know and you're never gonna have a perfect answer i guess with leaks i guess is is the answer like i've definitely seen plenty of times on reddit channels about four days before the game releases people posting clips i'm like you shouldn't probably posted that out there but i guess again the difference there is in my mind i'm like on the other hand they've been given the game and who's to say they can't post something for a game that they own at that point. Right. Um, so I don't know. I just don't think there's a, a perfect scenario for this. Well, that
2: I do agree with.
0: Yeah. Hey, Sean, did you know that yeah. Nintendo
2: got
1: hacked? I did find this out and I was hoping that, uh, people wouldn't buy like Mario for the 74th time under my name again. <laughs> I've already done it 73 times. Uh, But yeah, Nintendo has confirmed that hackers have been accessing Nintendo accounts and they pin the problem down to a a Nintendo network ID login method. Uh, Hackers have been able to access the user and password data for uh, the Nintendo network ID and use the info to log into Nintendo accounts to potentially make unauthorized purchases. Mm. The company has estimated that a mere 160,000 NNIDs have potentially been affected. These are older older forms of login uh, uh, from, like, the 3DS and Wii U. The Switch users use newer accounts. Nintendo has ended the NNIC logins and accounts that look to have been compromised uh, and will see automatic password resets. So if you receive one of those, you probably were hacked. Uh, the company also has said that if you spot unauthorized purchases, you can request a cancellation and Nintendo will respond. So there's that in the world.
2: Well, so far I haven't seen anything hit my bank statement that would suggest I've been hacked. Um and I think my um my membership is tied to you guys too, so I think you guys are good.
1: <laughs> well yeah, I think the Switch guys are fine. This is this is gonna go back yeah. to those, yeah. those other ones.
0: Sean, let's go and purchase the ton of stuff on. I don't account. think I bought anything, huh? Let's go. Purchased a ton of things on his account, <laughs> You're right? Um, really want Mario Kart again?
1: I don't. I don't think I really. Bu- I bought a lot on the Wii U.
0: <laughs> That's funny. Same.
1: I don't know if a card was even on there. I don't know.
2: You know, it's funny. I actually went into the Wii U store, uh, uh, eShop last week, um, because I'm probably gonna purchase, uh, Skyward Sword at some
1: point. <laughs> That's awesome.
2: So during our move, I all-
1: I refound re- my Wii. U I, I do like this. I do like you. Which one? The Wii U. I found Yeah. It. I do like yeah. it. Yeah.
2: Look, I said a, a long time ago when the Wii U was tanking, I said to Chris, look, man, I'm just going to enjoy the ride. That's all you <laughs> so, can do. Yeah. It's all-
0: you know what you can also do? You can release games without a developer's knowledge
2: well i thought this was relevant because uh last week we were talking about if you recall one of the more pivotal stories of the week was cooking mama (laughs) and the fact that they released that on the store but uh, another game was released without devs knowledge lab zero the developer of the game indivisible which we covered uh, a few months back was surprised by the recent release on switch in addition the switch port has been released missing co-op and new game plus modes, as well as other recent additions. Posting on Twitter, Lab Zero Games Mike Zymont said, quote, our team found out <laughs> because people on Twitter sent us congratulations. I had no idea. No release date announced, no lead up PR at all. It's missing current features like co-op. The eShop art is the wrong image. The launch does not represent the quality standards of Lab Zero. It just doesn't. I'm sorry. It wasn't us. End quote. He went on to say that the game seems to be running great, but appears to be the old build of the game. That so, is
0: insane. Uh, I yeah. guess it was the uh, publisher, huh?
2: I guess so. And, and it's just, it's ironic that this keeps seeing, this seems to be happening on the eShop all the time. So I'm wondering, I'm wondering what's going on there where, um, it, it never it says. It yeah, no, I know, I know, I But it never says in any of these stories what Nintendo has to say. There's no, there's never been any PR response Nothing. from Nintendo. All
1: you, all you hear from Nintendo is cha ching, <laughs> Maybe it's something to do with their terms,
0: <laughs> right? Like where it's just it makes it easier for a developer to do this. I don't know, or I mean, a publisher, yeah. I should say. I don't know though.
2: Yeah, but this is this sounds the the second week in a row. This sounds like a new thing that's been happening. I just hope it's not uh, ongoing. I hope this is just like a fluke, flash in the pan.
0: Folks need money.
2: Rock stars need money too.
1: Don't they? I'm through with standing in line to clubs I'll never get in, bro. (laughs) (laughs) Yep, that happened. Gain a rock star, lose a rock star. Red Dead Redemption 2 will be arriving on Xbox Games Pass on May the 7th. That's three days after May the 4th, a.k.a. Star Wars Day. Uh, On that same day, Grand Theft Auto 5 will be leaving the subscription service. If you miss your chance to pick up GTA 5, it will be available to buy with a 20% discount. Red Dead 2 um, was released back in 2018 and was heralded as one of the best games of the year, receiving numerous GOATI awards from many outlets. And, you know, our very own Chris loved that game as well. I think he may even won an award, or not award, a bet on that game. And now it looks like John has no excuse to finally play Red Dead Redemption 2.
0: It's true.
2: Looks like it. Hey, Sean. Yeah. My biggest regret for these show notes is that um, I almost named this headline. Save a car thief. Ride a cowboy.
1: Oh, Lord. No. That would have been good, too. I could have sang that one. <laughs> nice. That's a good. That's. I got a little short edit of that song that I'll drop when I'm in a country audience vibe.
0: Oh, it gets yeah. me going, John. Nice. noise. No, it's not noise. Nice. Well, the WWE's plans. for Yeah, they got to like wrestle in front of nobody.
2: (laughs) That was horrible
0: because of COVID, you know? Yeah.
2: Well, speaking of WWE and to be quite and to be quite honest, this was actually one of my favorite stories this week. Uh, 2K has revealed an arcade style WWE 2K battlegrounds as the next installment of WWE 2K goes into an extended period of development. Saber Interactive is developing Battlegrounds. Um, Favorite wrestlers from across eras in, quote, over-the-top superstar designs, end quote, will star in the new game. This title is focused on, quote, social pickup and play fun instead of a more traditional wrestling sim. The game is scheduled to be released this fall regarding the next WWE 2K, quote, we are applying what we've learned to the next WWE 2K simulation with a renewed focus on quality and fun. As part of that commitment, we are extending the production timeline, and will not be releasing a WWE 2K simulation game in fiscal year 2021. And Chris, I was thinking about uh, if you saw the the trailer for this, it it kind of harkens to um, NBA 2K Playgrounds or something, yeah, whatever that or, series is called. Um,
0: there's that one that they released. Was it this generation? or Was it last generation? That was kind of more of an arcade fire. Uh, fighter. I remember Aaron arcade loved fire. Right? An arcade <laughs> fire.
3: Indie music. You we...
2: drinking uh PBR? No. Uh
0: but no. Um I cannot remember the name of it. Was it All Stars or something like that? But uh it was I just remember Aaron loved that game. Uh you know, yeah. And he's a big WWE yeah. guy. So
1: I I I remember games like Backyard Baseball.
0: Mm-hmm. Right.
1: They were so fun just to, you know, it's still, it's still a game like about baseball, but there's a, like an element to it. So maybe yeah. this game is kind of going to be like that. Maybe. It's
2: irreverent. I mean, I know wrestling in general is kind of irreverent, but people do take it seriously. This trailer, this I mean, trailer I encourage me, people. Yeah, <laughs> I encourage people to go watch it because it's, it, it looked good. It just looks like some really fun game to pick up. Um, I can't explain it. I was just kind of excited about it, but you know, WWE is a bunch of cheats.
1: What? Well, You know, my motto in life, John, is let cheaters play with cheaters. Did you know that? Is that what your mama said? (laughs) Let's talk about my mama. And I wasn't. (laughs) (laughs) Call of Duty Warzone cheaters are being matched together to play with each other. The news was revealed via Twitter. Um, Starting this week. The matchmaking system will check and match suspected cheaters into the same lobbies so they can duke it out. Additional measures are to include notifications for players when cheating report results in a successful ban and, quote, increase resources across back-end studio and enforcement teams. Also on the way is a a report-a-player functionality that will be coming to kill cam and spectate modes. Meaning players can catch hackers in the act with increased efficiency.
2: Hacking, so Chris, you're on notice, dude. Oh, you need to quit cheating. Justice, man. justice is coming for you. <laughs> I actually you just, just say, in,
0: I uninstalled. Just, I uninstalled Warzone this week. Oh, you did? Yeah, you ran out of space on that bootleg SSD. What can I say? There's like you know 185 gig size game here. So,
2: <laughs> jeez, on Warzone alone.
0: Yeah, it's it's yeah. Wow. well, you have That's to download so the whole game. That's so good, dude. It's oh, so good. just you need to just play it. I'm so hungry right now, Jesus. Actually, <laughs> it's funny you bring up SSD, Sean. Um, uh, I, I was doing some Doom Eternal last night, and uh, Rublock was watching sucking
2: me. at it. By the way,
0: uh, yeah, I guess yeah, I was definitely struggling at um, but uh, uh, the part of it that Got Rublock who was watching uh, the stream, was just how quickly everything loaded when I did it because of my. Or you on an uh, M.2 or are you on an SSD? I'm on a, yeah, an MVME, M. whatever it is. thought it was two MVME. I'm stupid.
2: There's an MVME, um, and then there's an MVME M.2. I think there's two phases of it. It puts yeah. in but, one uh, fan. One I know, fan. man. I know stuff. <laughs> I know things. Two things, actually. Two things. I
1: know that you and I better start playing Fallout um, or we're going to have an issue because I'm excited.
2: Get it on PC so and we will silly. play it. No,
1: I'm going to get it on, the, on where we got it for free.
2: Oh, yeah. Speaking
0: of Fallout.
2: Yeah. Another bug in Fallout. Uh, Players have reported a bug where, this is really hilarious, Uh, a bug where NPCs are looting items from their corpses and keeping them. Bethesda is investigating the issue. The glitch has been noted by several users with posters claiming that they've lost hordes of ammo and, and expensive weapons. Upon death, players are walking up to find the guns they were using to be gone. Once respawning, they notice the same weapons in the hands of an NPC, suggesting the looting. The problem is those NPCs can't be looted back. This is a major problem uh, due to the fact that certain weapons can be hard to obtain and many have to be purchased. And because they're NPCs, you can't kill them and take the gun back. Well, you can't. I mean, it's just I don't think you can uh, kill the NPCs in this game. And finally, they have NPCs in this game.
0: (laughs) Sounds like some people need to get good and stop dying. That's all I hear. (laughs)
2: I mean, it's I mean, it's an interesting point. I mean, you, you work to get certain weapons and sometimes you spend money on these weapons and those weapons that you spend money on are in essence being stolen from you by Bethesda. Not intentionally, because... Mm. Can I just say, I love the fact that Bethesda is finally after, I mean, 15 years, 20 years being called out for their glitches. Their glitches used to be celebrated. But now it's like people have...
0: Oh, enough of is, this stuff. Online is a different beast, man. Yeah, I suppose. If I can just reload the save after something happens, then it's not a big deal, right? Yeah, he
1: speaks words of wisdom there, John. Yes. Mm. You mess up my things I collected online and I can't get them back.
0: Speaking Seriously. of things online, have you heard of Stadia?
1: <laughs> it's real funny. Uh, Stadia is not going away and there's actually an IGM. Uh, is out there if you want to read about how they're kind of starting to get things right, but they did host a new Stadia Connect on April 28th uh, with some notable announcements. PUBG will be available to the platform starting on April 28th, so that okay. is uh, yesterday. Uh, players can choose from either the $29.99 base version or the 39.99 Pioneer Edition that includes the base game Survivor Pass, Cold Front, and a Stadia exclusive skin set. Uh, Stadia Pro members will get the Pioneer Edition for free starting on uh, yesterday. Stadia will also be getting Jedi Fallen Order this fall. Other notable games include, but are not limited to, Krata, first on Stadia and free with Stadia Pro. Get Packed, first on Stadia, uh, Mm -hmm. available yesterday. Wave Break, first on Stadia. Ember, first on Stadia and PC with early access May 21st. John's favorite game of all time, Zombie Army 4: Dead War, available free with Stadia Pro on yes. May first. Octopath Traveler available yesterday, mm-hmm. and Rock of Ages 3 will be available in June.
2: Hey, Sean, I got I got your uh, article. And I and I want you to know I, I heard the saltiness in your voice a few minutes ago. No 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 no, it really ago. wasn't.
1: It Really wasn't. I promise.
2: <laughs> well, the reason the I, I was going to touch on it because um, it you. just so happens that <laughs> it just so happens that friend of the show BK uh, picked up Google Stadia Pro last week, and he is loving it right now. Yeah, I saw. He that. is he is experiencing zero issues with it. He will say, as, as many have confirmed on many reviews, that the uh, controller is a bit on the cheap side,
0: mm-hmm. that,
2: that, that there's a flimsiness to it. Like you can break it in your hands if you really wanted to. But um, he is really loving the experience. He's experienced uh, zero lag. He's consistent at 4K, 60 frames per second as advertised. Hmm. Um, and Does he his, have
1: unlimited Internet, though.
2: That well I, I I didn't get to that question. I was gonna I was just gonna ask him to keep me informed on bandwidth at the end of a month. Yeah. To see how to see how it was doing. But um his uh he is loving and this is this is uh a personal victory of mine. Um he is loving Assassin's Creed Odyssey.
3: Mm, He's fun, absolutely
2: yeah. loving it. Um, so he's really happy with his purchase. Um, and you know, with, with the purchase of Google Stadia, um, it, cause he's had a Nintendo switch primarily for the longest time, he'll be able to maybe come on the show and talk about more games if he wanted to. So that's good. So he's really digging the platform and which, which alludes to the article you, you sent me today that, that talked about the improvements that have been made since launch, um, so I think that I think that Google Stadia is here to stay and it's only going to get better. So Time You're on Otis, deal. PlayStation.
1: Yeah. John, before we get to this next one, uh is it fair to let Chris read the last news announcement of his career? Hmm. You know since he's rolling the dice and leaving this flagship podcast of all podcasts. I see what you
0: did. F Chris. <laughs> Dang. <laughs> Finally this week. Finally this week. Roll the dice. Dice has announced that the last update to Star Wars Battlefront 2 will arrive on April 29th. And is called Battle of Scarif. Uh, EA has also confirmed that Dice will release a new Battlefield game in 2021. Dice has confirmed that the general support for Battlefront 2 will continue with, quote, servers, in-game challenges, and, uh, recurring events such as double XP and game support will carry the broad or this broad and rich star Wars gaming experience into the future.
1: The future,
0: the future. Uh, the team at dice is working on the standalone battlefield five update releasing this summer and continuing their work on delivering community games. While the studio's vision for star Wars battlefront two is now complete with this week's, the bow Scarf update, the servers in game challenges, recurring events and game support will continue as the game lives on with players and the community, we're looking forward to hearing players' stories for both games for years to come. Yay. Yay. Yay, Bowfront! Yay. 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 So, uh... I don't, I don't have anything on it. But, uh... You guys want to wrap this up?
2: Uh, for you, never.
0: Aw. <laughs> oh! ooh. ooh. Never. To the wild side with me. Never
2: Raw it. dog. Raw dog. It. <laughs> Raw
0: dog. It. All right. We better wrap it up oh, just Lord. to be safe, though. People write their thoughts and prayers Thoughts and prayers Thoughts and prayers Uh, It's weeklygameschat at gmail.com That's weeklygameschat at gmail.com We may have gotten a couple this week
2: I can't imagine why I bet they were (laughs) singing the praises of my wife's coverage of Animal Uh,
0: Crossing First first, uh, an email from Chris This is not me Uh, It says, it's a sign, Chris, you're not supposed to leave. I think he's speaking in terms of the COVID and everything going on with that. Uh, And then he just says, but for real, thanks for all the great shows and enjoy your free time. Uh, Thank you, Chris. Me. Wait, what? Uh, F your
2: freedom. F it.
0: (laughs) uh, Next up, we got Ryan who writes in and he says, you guys have brought me so much joy in the past couple of years. I'm thankful for being able to listen when times are boring or tough because the positivity y'all exude brightens my day every time. You, you all sir. feel like good friends I catch up with once a week, and I'm extremely sad Chris is leaving. Thank you so much for your time and effort. Uh, and or You have all put in through the years to bring us such a great, fun podcast, and I can't wait to hear the next one. Chris, I hope to hear your sexy voice again, and can't thank you enough for all the smiles and laughs. Much love. Your mom's box. Still don't know what that means. See, there's a box. And, <laughs> and then it's there's your mom's. Your moms. <laughs> 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 and I can't say more because this is a family-friendly show. Uh, appreciate you all, Ryan. Uh, thank you, Ryan. I, I appreciate it. And I will miss you, too. Uh, next up. Oh, this is going to hurt. Iron Puppy wrote in. And he simply says, Chris, it's been very nice hearing you over the years. Sucks to see you go. But I understand and respect your decision. I wish you and Payne the best. Thank you for all you've done for us. Hey, thank hey. you, puppy. Penny made, uh, yeah, Payne. Well, Payne was. Penny right made here. the emails. Yeah, Penny left me. She's she's in my bedroom, I guess. She's like, this yeah, is an she's exciting.
3: W- <laughs> <laughs> she's waiting. <laughs>
0: she's like, bring the peanut butter. <laughs> <laughs> it's time for my snack. <laughs> mm. <laughs> mm, 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 mm oh man uh next up we got kenneth s he just tiled this just a little rant and he says what up guys what, what up, kenneth?
1: What's up yeah man? yeah i'm waiting i, I know i know Sorry. i know a real life kenneth s so this i gotta see how this is typed to see if it's him okay
0: uh i've been meaning to email y'all for the past few weeks but the world just ended so there's that so I'm going to bounce around on topics. Chris leaving, you gotta do what you gotta do. Kind of sucks, but interested to see the evolution of the show. Finally, Saw Rise of Skywalker. Fun to watch. Horrible plot. If Ryan Johnson was chosen to direct the first of the of the trilogy, everything might have turned out just fine. Control is an awesome game. Final Fantasy VII. The original was a game that changed my life. It turned me on to JRPGs uh, with great storytelling and combat. The remake on all the same notes, and then some. Here's a quick list of my quarantine games. Resident Evil Tennessee, I mean three. Uh, (laughs) Yes. Death Stranding. Kojima was training us for today's world. It's so true. Uh, And, of course, Final Fantasy and Control. Oh, and I started playing Horizon Zero Dawn. I'm sure when Sean finally plays it, he will say the graphics are kind of dated and the HDR could be better. No, the graphics are... oh. Oh. <laughs> uh, and then he says John unions that's all he said there. Yeah. Uh, thanks guys for reading my rant Chris you'll be missed until episode 300 uh, I, I want to give you a shout out or I want to give a shout out to my dad if it wasn't for him not wrapping it up and going thug life <laughs> uh, I wouldn't be here to game on that's pretty good
3: that's fantastic I was not ready for you to read that. That is fantastic. Oh my
1: God, sorry. I lost it. That was a gut buster. Good job.
0: Next up, we got Judd. He says, and he says, first off, he says, first off, F you. Won the actual (laughs) F. Damn it. He said, I'm not happy about this decision of yours. And to think you didn't even consult me, a complete stranger. You are selfish, but you've also built an amazing community over the past couple of years. Uh, something you should feel proud of. Uh, I will miss hearing that sweet voice of yours, but mostly I'll miss Sean and John making fun of you with it makes sense <laughs> and doesn't surprise me. We're I mean, um, still going to make fun of him behind his back on the podcast. It makes sense. These
2: are th- these are facts.
1: We will record it as well, hey. so
0: maybe it won't be behind his back, but it's there. Guys, it doesn't surprise me. Uh, anyways. <laughs> Good will luck with whatever you do next. Probably drinking beer and playing NBA 2K. Those are pretty good productions. Uh, you have an, a lot of unnecessary gaming knowledge. (laughs) Don't let it go to waste your mom's box. Oh, no, wait. He said your mom's Xbox. Ah, ah, see what you did. I like what you did there. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Next up, Matt says, I really wanted to post on the Facebook page and see how long it was, it would take. (laughs) 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 This was right on the podcast. Just years from now. Like, (laughs) wait a minute. Remember that Back guy?
2: <laughs>
0: it's like you guys even moved on. It's, it's completely different. Three people. <laughs> it's an Australian no. podcast. <laughs> they talk about cricket and rugby. <laughs> um, But anyways, he said he wanted to post this on the Facebook page to see how long it was until it was right on the podcast, but figure I should send an email to send Chris off in style. Best of luck and future endeavors. Looking forward to upcoming cameos. Two questions. Are you still playing the stream? And will you be back for the eventual 250th episode special? Game on, Matt. Um, no. Oh, okay, Man, well, no. I, I do. Dang.
1: I, I'm not doing executive privileges right now. In orders, I'm just saying he's probably not. Did that come off like I was being a, a Richard?
2: Only slightly.
0: I'm not sure. If, uh, I, I'll say this: I don't know if I'll be streaming. If I do, it will be random. It won't be a thing of like you know, I'm going to every day at 5 p.m. do this right for six hours or so i'm not ninja but you know uh but you told me the other day you were the new ninja but i am (laughs) i just signed with a mixer why do you think i quit this stupid show no (laughs) exactly Uh, millionaire uh as far as the 250th episode uh special it's up to those guys if they want to do something and they want to give me a call we'll see yeah Yeah, for
1: sure man chris is he's a Obviously, the the most integral piece of the 250 episodes. So we're we're gonna definitely leave some stuff open. Yeah, kind of like your mothballs. <laughs> uh,
0: Michael Scott, who Chris leaving us ten times sadder. This is from Many G, who's a uh, very prevalent on our Discord. First of all, I hope everything is well with you all. Any updates on what quarantine games you're playing? Any? any uh, I'm
1: playing Get Up Off the Floor because I'm an old man and my back now
0: hurts. <laughs> That's funny.
1: Oh. Jeez.
0: <laughs> so I,
2: I've been I've been playing a lot of... I'm still playing a lot of Resident Evil 3. Um, playing Division 2. Um, pretty much daily. And what was I... Do? Oh, and I've gone back to Days Gone. Because I never finished it. And I'm enjoying the ride. And then you're going
1: gonna... to... <laughs> I, uh, I need to hook up my systems. I haven't played games in about three weeks.
0: But then on May 8th, you're dropping it all down, right? And you're... Going straight into Red Dead, right? No.
2: You know, it, it's it's becoming unavoidable. Um, John,
0: yes. there's.
1: Think about how many other Games Pass games that are out there you haven't played, John.
0: One of those is Red Dead.
1: <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, you're right, Sean. You're right. Yeah. F Red Dead 2, man. <laughs> I'm going to come
0: kick in your door and give you hugs after I've gone to the grocery store for four hours. If you don't play this uh, game. That's a threat. Think
2: of my wife and kids.
0: I'll tell them to get out of the house when I do it.
2: Think of Burgess. I'm going to hug him the most.
0: (laughs) Uh, But then he says after this, he says, Frick Man, that, the last episode, really put me into a roller coaster. Read the description and thought, no way we are getting a fourth member. That sounds nice. It was running through my head that maybe Josh will no longer be a friend of the show, and I sort of got excited. Then suddenly Chris says the next episode is his last. Dun, dun, dun. Oof, that hit out of nowhere. I respect your decision completely, though, and it actually reminded me a lot of Michael leaving the office. At the end of the day, it does hurt. You guys were the three musketeers, Chris, John, and Sean. Uh, Sounded so well together.
1: I'm (laughs) D'Artagnan.
0: So confident in that. (laughs) Uh, Either way, I'm happy that I got to listen to you for as long as now, and I can't wait to have you back for Cyberpunk and maybe more. One thing you must do, unless you've already did it, is what is he doing He's
1: you
3: shall not pass!
1: yeah i saw him reach for the i didn't know what he was reaching for and it was obviously the effects button which yes yeah hey We're, can you capture that so i can use it and john
0: and i can use it future like I stuff i do that
2: yeah definitely we want you we want that we want that as a legacy uh soundbite i'll just yes.
0: record uh Whole mixtape of Gandalf quotes for you to to use. And you just randomly <laughs> drop in through your episodes. You're yes, like, you don't I'm even down. like play them during the episode. Sean just puts in post production. He's like, yeah, this seems like a place. <laughs> it fits here. Uh, you mentioned taking out the uh, weekly games chat from Chris, but if you become a weekly games chat official streamer, that would be awesome. Remember though, you don't need to be playing the biggest games. Play what you want. The reason we watch is seeing you have fun and being funny on the stream, and the best way to do that is playing what you enjoy. Literally stream whatever is in your backlog and we will love it, dude. Uh, I remember the first video Oh, what would you say? I sure? was going
1: to say, but you're terrible at reading chat.
0: Yeah, I know. I'm just, you're really not. You you, you kept up with it pretty yeah, good, man. Yeah. Just uh, I remember the first email it- you read out, on, uh, out loud on the show. You put your input and understanding really made me feel good at a time. I was not feeling the best. Thank you for that. For one last time to Eucharist, game on! Hey, game on to you, MNEG. and to game John, on. J- John and Sean. He didn't do Sean John. He did John Sean and messed me up. You guys are still freaking great. I can't wait to see what you guys will do together. Game on your mom's box.
1: Hey man, thank you. We uh, we hope to bring some big things. If not, we're gonna go away like ghosts and you'll never see us again. <laughs>
0: A couple away. weeks from I'll we like are. notice little and, country girl. I'll know. in like three months or as a new episode and I'll just pop in here and be like So hey I think I think they're done. Um not sure what happened. But uh Oh, that's fantastic. Shut it down. <laughs> uh next up, Dave in Northern Virginia, a long time emailer here. He says, uh Long time, fair time. He he tiled this I hate goodbyes. And he says, Dear Chris, John, and Sean, a couple weeks ago I was on a run listening to the MP- NPR episode with Christian John. And I thought about writing you guys. <laughs> Here's what I would have said. <laughs> That's so, that was when I, um, I was out. Yeah. I think, yeah. You're out. Yeah. Um, and it became NPR weekly chat. He he said, this is what he would have said at the time. Fellas after the NPR episode, I just heard, I realized one of the primary reasons I still love this show Uh, or love the show that is Weekly Games Chat, is you each bring your own gifts and personalities to the table, and the connection between you is what makes it so special. Your camaraderie is genuine, uh, probably due to your pre-existing friendships, and there's uh, each guy. Chris, you have the uncanny... Ah! Uncanny... Ah, still can't say it. Uncanny Cannabis. ability, yeah. <laughs> All right, uh, uncanny ability to see the numbers, the analytical side of issues or topics. Your character impersonations, uh, stat recalls and name drops are the stuff of legend. John, your philosophical mind's big picture perspective is always thought provoking and measured. Uh, in some ways, you are an equalizer, but you do so with grace and poise. Sean, your comedic interjections are on point. I've snored drinks more than once hearing you scream nine. Uh, And you (laughs) like the other two Richards always have your unique take on things. I love that. You guys can be on opposite ends of the discussion spectrum yet have a completely civil discussion. A lot of folks could benefit from hearing your example and short fellows. You are, or I'm sorry, your little trifecta is quite unique that having that having been said, I still love hearing the show when one of you is missing, I won't even say it's just not the same. It's different, no better or worse, just different. Uh, With this episode, for example, I definitely missed hearing Sean's input on the topic at hand. But it's not like Chris and John were completely bad hosts without Sean. Again, different. I say all that in response to comments you guys make when one of you is missing. You often say, this is totally NPR. Man, this sucks without so-and-so. Nah, it's still great. Anywho, fellas. Just thought uh, make an observation uh, about why I'm drawn to this podcast and why I think it's great. Even when one of you is gone, I'm kind or I feel like I'm buds with you three and I like each of you for very different reasons. Keep up the good work. So that was what he was saying about our NPR. Yeah, that,
1: that's super awesome, man. And and uh, we are going to do our best to, to carry this thing on you. Yeah. And and I'll, I'll say it a million times, you know, losing someone like Chris with his knowledge and everything is going to be a very tough shoe to feel and do we even try to put on those shoes or do we just do what we do best we'll have to figure all that out mm. but uh well said sir and thank you so much for that email
0: so then he says okay so that's why i would have said <laughs> oh uh, yeah you thought i was done uh and, and then i heard last week's stupid episode where chris decided to abandon ship guys i <laughs> had this thing in the back of my mind since i started listening to you, richards a few years ago we're all close in age. There's possibility I can enjoy weekly games chat until I'm an old man. Then, of course, reality sets in, and I know that all good things must come to an end. So, I've known all along that the likelihood of this happening was slim. Uh, well, here we are. Change. A new season. I have zero doubt that John and Sean will kill it without Chris, but again, it will be different. Just know, Chris, that you're going to leave a massive gaping hole when you pull it out. Yeah. Yes, I always do. Uh, no, seriously. <laughs> you totally. are going to totally mess up our pocket, dude. We're going to know. <laughs> uh, no one was I like
2: there. a good gape. I like a good gape.
0: <laughs> no, seriously. I'm really going to miss hearing you each week. I actually got a lump in my throat when you said you were leaving. Yep. I'm a grown man. <laughs> no, nope, i never met in person. <laughs> but you guys have become part of my, <laughs> my weekly routine, and I really do appreciate the time and effort. That you take putting into make this show every week, Chris. You've been a huge part of making weekly games chat great, and uh, and the impact of you living will be felt deeply in the loins of all your listeners.
1: Yeah, I know man, that loins. you
0: need to uh, take a step back and withdraw into the cave of alcoholism. Oh man, you have no idea. Uh, but should you ever decide to come back, I can speak for myself and say uh, we would welcome you back with open arms. Heck. Maybe you just need some time off, or perhaps a change in the show's routine so that the art dudes don't feel uh, burned out. I don't know. Uh, maybe the topic each week doesn't have to be a different game. What about things like, is Outer Wilds better than Outer Worlds? Or God of War 3 years later? Or top 10 villains in video games? Uh, perhaps. It's like you can read John in the Mind's emails. Like, what's happening right now? Uh, perhaps that would help you or the other two dudes for that matter not get bored and burn out. Just a thought. Uh, anywho, enough rambling and enough unsolicited advice. My point is that it sucks to hear you're leaving, Chris, but I understand. Thanks a ton for everything you've done for weekly game chat and for giving me something to look forward to each week over the past several years. I sincerely wish you all the best and look forward to the day you come back, even if it's just as a friend of the show and should. I ever be passing through Georgia in the future, I'll reach the out and see future. if we can all meet up so I can buy you a beer or twelve. Ooh, twelve. Uh in the 12. meantime, game on with your mom's box. What? Uh your parasocial friend, Dave in Northern Virginia.
1: That was very nice. Dave,
0: dude. great email, dude.
1: I appreciate yeah, you heard what I said before I thought you were done.
0: Yeah. <laughs> For the record, Dave, I'm always uh willing to come back if uh if these guys have a check that clears the bank. So, you know, that's that's really what matters. It's gonna be a thousand per hour, guys. Just just watch you know that. Should probably save up. <laughs> See, and as we're recording tonight
1: we're on Discord and he has his video on. I don't because I'm streaming on a hotspot and uh <laughs> John just doesn't own a webcam, but anyway, we just get to see these pictures. <laughs> spacious...
0: John had, that, to buy, um... <laughs> had to buy a scotch instead of a webcam.
1: Yeah, he, no, he, no, what he bought instead of a webcam was a CPU fan that he YouTubed on how to install. Let's get it twisted. <laughs> I mean, let's not get it twisted.
0: That's, that's fair. Uh, punkhead. I, looked
2: at the, the, I looked at the motherboard manual. That's what I did. Are hmm. you serious? At, and I looked at the uh... Just say the motherboard. No, I there was a manual for the motherboard. But just say you well, just is. looked at
1: the motherboard <laughs> to find the
0: CPU it, fan header but... that was open for your new fan. <laughs> just say that. You shouldn't have a CPU fan <laughs> to that. should be a system fan.
1: Oh, a, a different fan, yes. But a blank one.
2: It's an intake fan.
0: Yes. There you go. Chris uh,
2: only gave me one.
0: <laughs> that's all you had. <laughs> uh, right. Punkhead wrote in. Says, howdy, folks. What's up, Punkhead? Hope all is well. I feel like the lead was buried with Chris being attention seeking with his announcing uh, announcement. Kidding Uh, (laughs) big ups to Clarissa's review of animal crossing. It was well reviewed and articulate. You see John articulate means Uh, hope to to hear her more with reviews or at least pop just or, or at least just pop in and join in on the banter. There you go. There's your third host. Uh, no.
2: hey, Sean check uh Sean if you haven't checked it out uh, she did a good job. She
0: did. I, really did. I, know, I know she did. She's Dichotomy.
1: She little... things. <laughs>
0: <laughs> She's a lot better than the second half of that review, if I recall. Oof. Uh Chris. You... We're going to miss you. Yeah, that's all I got. Peace out. See you on the Discord. <laughs> But I'm really going to miss hearing your weekend recaps of movie shows and sports banter with Sean, and I guess, John, as long as it's Dodgers-related. But as you said, <laughs> you'll still be around on Discord, so us listeners got that going for us. Sean, John, looking forward to continue hearing you guys and looking forward to see how you guys go forward. All the best to all of you. Punkhead. And then Thanks, Punkhead. I saved this one for last because... He said literally play it the last because I think he has uh, a video of some sort. And it just says, play me. Oh, okay. Don't it's do the it. last of us two spoilers. <laughs> That'd be the <laughs> best thing ever. <laughs> I hate you, Joel. I hate you more, Ellie. Bang, 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 bang. Spoiler. <laughs> I don't know.
2: <laughs> I hope to God that <laughs> that, that, that is happened. an actual scene.
0: I
3: hate you, Joe. <laughs> I hate you, Ailey.
0: And then, like Jolene from, <laughs> or actually, no, no, we even go there. Nine to five starts playing from Do- Dolly Parton as they have a shootout. <laughs> it's gonna be the most. It's gonna be the most epic <laughs> moment of this game. <laughs> All right, let's see. Let's see what this video's got. It's probably got an ad, is what it's probably got. Oh. Surveillance from him watching you. Hey,
4: Chris, Sean, and John. Oh. As I'm sure you can already oh. tell, this is not your ordinary gamer giving you your uh, electronic mail from the future in <laughs> video great. format. I just want to, um, I just want to give a great thanks to Chris for doing this show for as long as he did, and then doing such an amazing job. I know I speak for multiple people when I say we would not be the exact same as we are now without your show. There are times in my life I know where sometimes this show is the only thing that could bring me to smile. And I just want to thank you all for that. And I want to thank you, Chris, for all that you've done for the community and all that you've done for the show. And I want to wish you, Sean and John, the best of luck as you move forward without Chris. Um, in this scary, I'm sure new setting that y'all are in. And, um, thank you for just doing what you do, continuing to go on through recording new episodes for us to listen to throughout this entire COVID-19 crisis. It's just, it's all inspiring in a way, the dedication that y'all have to, to this show and to your community. And I just want to say thank you for all that.
0: Thank you, Nacho. I really appreciate yeah, that, it. <clears throat> that, uh,
1: that's actually heartfelt. Yeah. And, and hearing a, I mean, I know we get to hear them, yeah but like actually hearing that i don't know dude i that just fueled everything i needed in me to go on for as long as i possibly can even more than i already wanted to and uh, i mean he said it well chris thank you for everything you've done for us and uh i don't know man john help me man i'm about to start crying bro (laughs) john
2: uh i i'm already there dude i know dude so um was that the last one?
0: I mean, unless you want me to pull up stuff on Twitter, unless Sean's got. it. <laughs> yeah.
1: there is some stuff I can read on Twitter. That was the last email, though, Chris.
0: Yeah, I had it up earlier because there were some. Hold on now.
1: Uh, let's see here. Uh, Matt Kelly simply says on Twitter, and again, you can find us over at Weekly Games Chat on the Twitter at Weekly Games Chat hashtag. Thank you, Chris. Thank you. That's it um our good friend David McClendon at Weekly Game Chat forgot to mention uh it in my tome earlier today as I was wanting to give Chris a good send off. Uh, Clarissa <laughs> did an awesome job and needs to be a regular friend of the show. There well you done. go. John's John's wife. His wife. Um, and he also wanted to know if uh we were recording cuz he wanted to shoot you a peace out email. So that's nice. Yeah. Um him. Chris read this already. This was in our direct messages. I read oh, all it was from our, our friend. Yeah, I know. I'm just, I'm letting the listeners know you read them, Chris. This is how this works. Do you see? Why am I going to fight Chris?
0: you? Let's go fight Lake Bottom. <laughs>
1: Why do we need to fight right now? Because I'm emotional. bro. Um, But uh, Nat, the, the gooner, says, just heard your announcement, Chris. Generally sad about this. You've made Weekly Games Chat in my favorite podcast. And he spelled favorite funny. He put a U in it. Not just gaming, but any British. podcast. Yeah, he's British. It's yeah. fine. A massive thank you from me for all the effort you've put in over the years. I would like to think that the podcast will continue at the same quality, but I suspect it'll be like when the teacher leaves the classroom for ten minutes. Ooh, funny, funny emoji face. All the That's best. That's funny. That's funny. Game on that. Uh, yeah, game on that for sure. Another one was from Mister Mr., um, Mr. Mister Madison. Madison, I always say your name a little uh, weird. I'm awesome. sorry about that. Um, it is from Austin yes yeah. he says dang uh, I've been listening since early last year and you quickly become one of my favorite podcasts he did not put the U in it I'm really going to miss Chris but I'm no, really pretty. excited for what you guys do moving forward best of luck Chris I'm selfishly hoping you get super bored and decide to come back in like two weeks I'll be a faithful listener for as long as you guys keep this going game on and mm. uh, thanks buddy I, I replied and said thanks bro John and I are going to rock this out so there's that uh let's see if we have any particular mentions, huh? Gonna do that. Any other mentions? Ooh. <laughs> um,
2: <laughs> any mentions? Any? Oh yeah,
1: it's um Baldy Adam says, uh, hey guys, I bought Wolfenstein. Yeah, this is hilarious Blair, on sale and I totally regret it. It's horrible and full of F bombs. Code <laughs> only. Is there a way to deactivate that and resale? Um Well Full of uh, F bombs.
0: I I I loved it. Apparently and he John, missed the the part where there was an M on the uh, ratings box, I guess, huh? Oh
1: yeah. Well, either way, it, it, John did mention that if you were a fan of a regular Wolfenstein and if you, if you recall back from when we did the review, you probably aren't going to like this game. <laughs> but I hate that you uh you don't like it cuz John maybe it was because we played together, John. I don't know, but I really liked loved it.
2: Oh, I freaking loved it. Those two girls in the game were such Dorks and they came off as so cheesy, but it was hilarious to me.
1: Uh let's see. Big Riff says uh DJ no glove and DJ Union boss coming in hot. <laughs> this is when they found out about um That's Chris funny. leaving the show. Um you remember the, <laughs> there's a there's a gif of um Obi-Wan Kenobi, the young virgin. Yes, saying goodbye, old friend, and may the force be with you. That was from, uh, Goldilocks. That's hilarious. Um, at, uh, wagon, which is at nine Brian, uh, two says, damn, I started listening around episode 150. So this sucks. I <laughs> <laughs> uh, hope we hear from you again soon, Chris. Um, uh, and that is funny. Uh, he told me to keep up with great humor, which I hope I can try to do. And, uh, this just total just. I don't know. You probably know the guy, Chris, his name's Josh. He goes by at weights fan. Oh yeah. He says he called this way back in episode one BS. (laughs) Friend of the show, Josh. That was actually funny. Uh, Patrick Dixon says losing both Chris on weekly games chat and at Cal Bozeman on easy allies podcast next week is quite an apocalyptic event, though. I'm sure the survivors will keep them, uh, their respective trains moving. And then he says also, now that it's just you and John, should and he was talking to me. Should we expect all sports talk in the intro to be replaced by wipe strategy? Oh, <laughs> which is hilarious. I've got um, news for you next week. Don't... Uh, at, at Dahapa, which is Kevin. What's up, Kevin? He says, "Who's Chris?" And he's obviously being funny. That's funny. That's punkhead. Um, uh, let's see. Making sure I don't mention anything else. Uh, there was a. Someone uh, posted a gif of just someone sobbing. That was also a big riff um, when he heard the news. Uh, Just just, our friend Platt. It's uh, Ron Burgundy on stage saying he's scared to death right now. (laughs) Uh, Core Chris said, uh, Heard was a great show. Um, Thanks for killing a lot of time at work for me. Keep up all the amazing work. No problem. Uh, At Lucas... Or Lucas Lee um, replied with a gif of a little baby girl just crying with a mini mouse shirt on waving goodbye. Uh, so that's that's it, man. I think I'll leave it there. I do think we have one new follow. Oh. Um we have it's it's yeah, me. one new. Uh, <laughs> That'd be funny. It's uh at at T Bone. T Bone. T Bone Runs. <laughs> I could have said uh at T Bone. Nope, not going to do it. T-Bone, thank you for the follow. Following you back. T- so, T- it, T-Bone's like, now that Chris is gone, I'm going to start following the show. Uh, <laughs> T-Bone. It's, it's, see, if you wrote down T-Bone runs, you could see how I could possibly say it. Mm-hmm. I'll leave that there, but that's all I got over here on the uh, on the Twitter.
0: Well, Ladies and gentlemen, this has been episode 253 of Weekly Games Chat. If you like the show, subscribe to us on iTunes or whatever podcast service you use, and you'll get a new episode just like this one every Wednesday for your listening pleasure. Or I guess now, whenever Sean decides to post it. Uh, If while you're there, you want to drop a rating or a review, helps people find the show, official high score for... a approval of the show is five star and for a bad score you subtract one divide it in half and then do what Sean double it and that's the official bad score um (laughs) if you want to join in on the fun join our discord you'll find me there even though I'm no longer on the show weekly I will still be there uh if you want to send us social media, we are on Facebook and Twitter, and of course you can always send us an email, weeklygameschat at gmail.com. That's weeklygameschat at gmail.com. Um and you can find the social media stuff just by searching weekly games chat. That's all I got.
2: <laughs> so so Chris, um I have something to share. Oh. I I um I think I had a couple of drinks tonight because I needed it. You're gonna,
0: <laughs> And you're going to play Red Dead now.
2: Yes. But I would like to, from the bottom of my heart, tell you, you should have left 100 episodes ago.
0: I know. I know I should have. I almost but,
2: did. But um, in all seriousness, uh, putting that aside, putting that snarkiness aside, um, it's – it's going gonna, it's gonna to be very strange without you here. Um, I'm going to miss my friend, um, a friend that I am so often at odds with. And I'd like to share uh, with our community how ironic I think my friendship wi- is with Chris. Because we have a passion for politics. We mm-hmm. disagree on politics. We have a passion for movies. We disagree about movies a lot. We have a passion for video games. We disagree a lot about video games. We have so many passions of the same of the same topic, but we come from different ideas about those topics and I think that's what makes you so um makes you so special to me personally as a friend. Um you're my validation to the world that people can love each other who come from different perspectives on life. Um, and I say this with, uh, with tears in my eyes, Mm -hmm. we've got great things to, to give this show. We've got a lot more for this show, but, um, we're going to miss you so much and you are welcome any Time you want just to say hi. You can just pop in and chime in for all I care. Boy,
0: well, you guys are Thank you. Hey thank you,
2: Chris, for everything you've done for this show.
0: Ah, it's been amazing. You. you are welcome and uh, is appreciated. <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm laughing because I don't have any of that with you, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> me and you just go in the back and like, look at your D. And I'm like, look at my D. Yeah. Look at your D. And, and we're yeah. like,
1: hey, we like the same music. We <laughs> like the same politics. We like the. <laughs>
0: We disagree oh, on that's games. Funny. We disagree on games sometimes. You didn't like yeah, that, but
1: I just, yeah, I was, was kind of giggling to myself when John was saying that because, wait a minute, well, that both
2: was, of you, both oh, of you are hacks. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> yeah. funny.
1: Well, I hope your Nintendo account gets hacked. Wait, that'll affect me too. <laughs> <laughs> but Chris, man, you know, um, a lot of times I wear my emotions on my sleeve, and it's hard to to not to not admit that you're gonna be missed on the show, dude. Um. I just I, I don't I, and I know it won't I just don't want our real life friendship you know to to be affected by this and I mean it in a way that where we start maybe not seeing each other like we have you know when you meet up on a Monday or a Tuesday night to record you look forward to a dinner and it's it's like our time to touch base on things and yeah. we keep in touch through work IMs and stuff but I just we gotta make a promise none of that's gonna change I, and I know it won't but I just want to say it and Again, I want to thank you for everything. It's going to be very weird knowing that the way this podcast started with, was with you and Chris. And now, um, and, and the two guests of the show have to kind of take the reins and, and see what we can do with it. And it's going to be so weird. Um, that, and it's just different. That's, I mean, it was said well. And I hope we make you guys proud. I hope we make you proud and, uh, you unsubscribing know, as we speak. <laughs> Thumbs down, one star, unsubscribe. <laughs> if you saw no, a review tomorrow, these two guys. It's too suck. political. It's too political. Sean <laughs> jokes too much. Sean's a repu- oh,
0: oh, sorry. Well, here at last, dear friends, on the shores of episode 253 is the end of our fellowship. <laughs> I will not say, do not weep, for not all tears are an evil. But let's rejoice in the time we got to spend together these last five years and hope one day we'll spend a few moments more. I've gotten to know, uh, enjoy getting to know each of you. And I want to give a few shout outs here. Uh, thank you to iron puppy for sending so many emails. Since we started the segment back in 2016, you always kept our inbox full. Thank you, Andrew for pushing us and then setting up our discord. I think it's been awesome for the community and just, is a great place for everyone to gather, and I am have no plans to leave it uh, anytime soon. Thank you, lawyer Rob, for your legal expertise. I expect you and Platt to be my counsel when I defraud Sean and John out of millions in the years to come. <laughs> uh, for those prosecutors who happen to be listening, that's not an admission of guilt. Platt, thank you for letting me ramble on your Twitch channel, Justice Platt. For anyone who's unfamiliar, when I've had too many PBRs, fun story. Platt was actually the first time. I visually got to see someone who was a fan of what we were doing on the show. Uh, And it was a perfect pick me up because it was confirmation that what we were doing was something right. Uh, And, you know, I think today for those two guys uh, that you heard here as we listened to Nacho uh, and his little voice recording, uh, I think it had the same effect again. So, you know, it's always appreciated. You guys don't realize how much it, it it matters to us. Uh, to everyone who ever sent us a Facebook message, I swear I checked it every now and then, <laughs> and I at least saw your message. Um, if you sent us a tweet, joined our Discord, wrote long emails, or actually took the time to write a review for the show on iTunes, thank you. Every action may have seemed small, but you guys have shown us so much love. Know it is appreciated and returned nine times in the full. To anyone who's ever come on this show, Jeff... Josh, Casey, BK, Andrew, Tony P, Clarissa, Tim, Darius, Betty, and even the Ryan Leaf himself. I can't believe I'm about to say this. Mike D. Uh, Thank you for taking the time out of your lives to spread your joy of the games you like to play. We're no experts, and I always thought it was important to welcome in voices who had a passion for the games they play just like us. Uh, I've said this many times, and since it's my last episode, I'll say it once more, but Tony P., Thank you for starting this whole thing off. I randomly told him you should produce a gaming podcast for your network. Six weeks later, I was in his apartment recording what would be the first episode of games and games, which would turn in layer to weekly games chat. I had no idea what I was doing. And Tony P said the only thing at the time that really mattered, which was just be yourself and have fun. Thank you also to my first co co-host Chris hatchet. We didn't agree on anything. That's fair. (laughs) Uh, Where I was reserved, he was loud about everything, but those first few months were key because he handled 90% of the production of the show, and it allowed me to find my voice and what the show's voice could be. Those days at Chris's Chris's place were hot as hell, but they were also some of the most pure fun I've had on the show because we had no guidelines as to what we could do. Sean wore a bandana and glasses just to see what Chris would say. I left a water bottle in his parking lot because I didn't know where his trash was. Uh, And John started started his trend of terrible Mike etiquette and I think generally feared that Chris was going to give him a bear hug at any moment. True story. Yeah, it's very true. Uh, I want to give a big thanks to two unsung heroes, one that finally got her voice on the show. The other has not been on the show. Uh, Bobby Joe and Clarissa, those are Sean and John's wives. Uh, we generally get off work around five on Tuesday. Gather at my apartment at five thirty. At best, we start recording five forty-five. Usually, more like six, just because of Sean. Uh, and we don't True usually <laughs> today seven-ish. Uh, <laughs> and when, we don't usually finish until around eight thirty. Then we go to dinner. Most of the time, these guys are getting home around nine nine thirty. Uh, these women have careers children, extracurricular activities outside of their jobs that, uh, take tons of hours themselves. Sean runs a freaking DJ business on top of all this. Never once did these women tell them you need to spend less time doing this podcast. Uh, they would have been okay with these guys coming back or they have been okay with these guys coming back to my apartment at 10 PM just to re-record a show after technical errors ruin the initial one. Uh, I know both women, for a number of years and I can say weekly games chat would not exist without their support and patience Uh, and finally we got the two Richards who have been with me for the majority of these episodes I'll be honest when Chris told me he had to step away at the end of 2015 I knew I had one path forward or else this show was going to die a very quick death I asked both of these guys not only to come on but to help me set up the means necessary to produce the show out of my living room Neither one hesitated, nor have they since. Uh, We've shared countless hours BSing about games, movies, sports, and Broadway musicals when I could force into the conversation. (laughs) Uh, Never once was there an argument or disagreement where we did not find a solution, and for that going on for five years between three people is a rare thing. Uh, Sean, your emotion and joy about everything is something that I envy. Uh, Where I always analyze, you remind me it's okay. You just love something. Uh, something because you love it. If you ever, if everyone had your positive cheer ability, we'd have grounds to tackle any obstacle. Roll tide.
1: Roll tide, buddy.
0: <laughs> John, folks say you and I are like lost brothers. They call us adversaries. I call you a friend that understands something few do. There is a great benefit in sharing disagreeing opinions with one another without judgment. It makes you open to ideas you may have not considered, and in turn, makes you a better person. I love that you challenge me, and if I bring a bottle of Sailor Jerry, you'll never win a debate. But most people people think I'll miss doing this show, Uh, and honestly, while there is a part of me that will always look back on these episodes with fondness, fondness, it's actually the companionship with both of you I'll miss most. Younger listeners may not yet understand, but as you grow older, it becomes harder and harder to see your friends. The focus of our lives changes over time, Uh, and as a result, so do our relationships. But for five years, I got to see two of my best friends one day a week for an extended period of time to talk about something all three of us loved, games. And then we'd argue where to go eat because Sean doesn't like Chick-fil-A and freaking (laughs) eating chicken off a bone, and John always wants (laughs) Chipotle or some crap. Uh, But honestly, though, that's what I feared losing the most, and regardless of what the future brings, I'm thankful for the time We've had, uh, my friends, you bow to no one. (laughs) (laughs) So that's it. Um, as the temp doctor famously said at the end, I don't want to go, but like the actor that played him, I realize it's time. Uh, until I see you Richards again, I will simply say game on Sean. Game on buddy. Game on John.
2: Game the F on,
1: Chris and Sean. Game on, Donny Bear. You shall not
3: pass
1: your mom's boss. Uh, he's out, everybody.
2: Thug life.
0: Bye-bye.